0: can do
1: 499-1000. I listen to three editions of the brilliant, um, uh, I Am The Egg Pod, Beatles podcast. It's two gentlemen, um, from, uh, what's that country called where we, we lose money all the time? Ireland. And, um, it, it's brilliant. And they've just had two episodes, interviewed Mark Lewison. We have Mark Lewison on the show and I'm listening to it, right? He's the Beatles expert. Fascinating man. We went and saw his show. And I'm listening to it thinking... Their interview was much, much better than mine. Their interview is brilliant. It's really, really good. Really good. Go and check it out. Um, And and, and they don't ask the question. Mark Lewis and talks about just hints that George Harrison and Olivia hates him. And they don't ask. Why? I think I know why. I've heard from somewhere else that that George thought that he'd kind of raided the Beatles vaults. And it'll get... Don't worry, dear listener. It will get more niche in a second, I promised. He'd raided the Beatles vaults and a slew of um, Beatles bootlegs that came out in the 80s. They thought Mark Lewison had done it. It turns out... Turns out... It's possibly my mate's dad that did it. True story. Rod turns out probably Roger Scott that did it. Dead now, as is my mate. Um, So there's those two episodes. They're great. And I'm sat there thinking, ah, man, they did the interview so much better than me. Um but see me. Oh, there we go, it's the Beatles still the Beatles still going on. Over fifty years later. You gotta respect that. And then they do an episode where they took out the year nineteen eighty in Beatles uh history. You can do it right now, please. Let's dive straight into Oh, by the way, my name is Ian Lee, jungle, d- d- eleven o'clock show all that rubbish, Catherine Boyle is there. Yeah, long suffering. She well, Okay, it's okay, but well, that's rude. But you know what? I'm going to take it on the chin because today is a holy day. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Has anything big happened in the world? We've been, we had a meeting yesterday. We've been told that when there are big kind of political news stories, we have to do them. Okay, we have to do them on this show, and not necessarily in our style. But Catherine, yes, has there been any big political news stories that today? That you think we have to cover? Nah. Okay, let's go to Pete. Good evening, Pete. Good evening, Ian and Kath. Hello, Pete. Pete. Oh, hang on a second. It's.
2: No. 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 No.
1: No. It's time for the non-spoiler correspondent update with our correspondent uh, correspondent... Uh, uh, bollocks.
3: Do it again. No,
1: Bulls. I hate you, Pete. I hate you. I hate you.
4: I can I do you. a correspondent correspondent update if you want. Okay,
1: fine. It's time for our correspondent correspondent update with our apprentice correspondent... Pete. That's... Pete. Pete. It's the first. It's the first. Here we go.
4: Well, the the correspondent update is that uh, Greg is doing a sterling job as Shawadi Wadi correspondent. Isn't he great? Isn't he great? And Stephen, the Doctor Who correspondent, is missing in action.
1: That is true. If anyone knows where Stephen, our Doctor Who correspondent, is, uh, please do let us know now. This is the phone number if anyone's got any information. Catherine? Oh, three,
3: four, 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 nine, nine, one, thousand. That's? Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one, zero, zero, zero. He was last seen
1: on Tuesday, October the 13th, and he hasn't been heard of since. He was wearing very thin clothing and was seen leaving a bar with a mysterious-looking gentleman. We we are very, very concerned for his safety and we hope he turns up soon. It's time now for the apprentice correspondent update with no spoilers with our apprentice correspondent, Keith. that's. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed tonight's one. Thanks um, for the update. Oh, 0344. Four. <laughs> 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 Go on, come on, come on. The roller coaster special. Yeah, this week they were designing roller
4: coasters because. All of their business plans are about roller coasters, I guess.
1: Um, (laughs) um, Here's the the, the thing, Pete. I would have thought, um, I would have thought designing roller coasters was a very specialist skill set that, that, well, you'd have to know about math, (laughs) physics, physics, engineering, but it turns out any old idiot can do it. Well, I think they're just using a video game to do it now
4: because right. they, they it was all virtual. So, right, right. Which is probably just as well because it meant that nobody died, which is always a good it's sign. always a bonus.
1: How many people died on your roller coaster? Just the one. That's huh? one too many, I'm afraid. <laughs> we're going to have to shut it down and send you to prison. Okay, continue, voice, play.
4: Uh Yeah, so one of them went for a kind of drop-based ride and one of them just went crazy. Mm. Um, just threw everything at it. I mean, t- Thomas came up with the idea for it. And he had this big intricate sci-fi plot about a version of the year
1: 3000 that he's never told us about. Yeah, Yeah. I I like this. And there's no gravity.
4: Yeah, there's no gravity. So they have to fly around the Earth Superman style to to get the gravity
1: going. I'm not
3: sure that would work.
1: To work for Superman, he brought Lois Lane back to life.
3: Didn't he change time that way? It wasn't gravity. Yeah, he changed was time. He, he, he changed their,
1: their roller coaster might change time, but it won't change well, gravity. Uh, guys, you guys are idiots. Do you not see the obvious flaw in your pathetic oh, arguments? If it's
3: coming apart, then they put it back. Right, I guess no. It's now, here's the thing,
1: Pete, can you explain, now you've had time to think about it. Uh, By the way, we will, the show is is far too broad at the moment with the talk of uh, um, Beatles podcasts and The Apprentice. We will get, we will get even Nisha, uh, uh, um, we'll get Nisha in to find out what she's been up to today. We will get, the show will get more niche. Um, After the break at quarter past, I promise, for those of you thinking, God, this is just too broad, he's too scattergun, these topics are too too um, commercial. Don't worry, we're going to get very specific in a bit. The flaw with your problem is, your your plan is, they're they're going back in time to when there was gravity. Right, yeah. There might be, but it seems quite insistent
4: they were in the year 3000 throughout. Yes,
1: they were in the year 3000, there's no gravity, so they have to fly back around the Earth, and as we know from Superman and from Star Trek, which Star Trek, Pete? Uh, Star Trek Four. Thank you very much indeed. But that didn't actually have
4: travelling fast around the Earth, they slingshotted around the Sun.
1: Y- yeah, but yeah. they were travelling fast around. I'll a- oh, get lost, Pete. I hate you.
0: I hate that guy. I
1: really hate that guy. Ruins, ruins my show. It ruins my show. hurts! Absolute scumbag, that guy. Comes on, this is the thing, this is what you've got to watch, right? You've got to keep your enemies close and your friends closer. No, you've got to just... just Make j- friends with your enemies. Shoot your enemies. What? That's what I'm saying. And Pete, what I'm saying is I'm issuing a threat. Not to shoot you, not to shoot anybody. I would never shoot anybody unless they broke into my home and I was defending my kids. If I was defending, if I'm defending my kids, then there ain't nobody who's going to stop me from getting a shooter. I rammed it right up your jacksey. i in the bullets out. If you're breaking into my house, my kids are in danger.
3: Why would you be inserting it into their jacksie?
1: Because, um, <sighs> they fell on it. And it had a condom on it. <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's if anyone breaks my house, I will shoot you up the jacksey. Oh, 03... He hasn't got
3: a gun, so...
1: 499 four, four, nine. <laughs> 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, can we do tonight's show in... Racially sensitive accents.
3: Oh my god, probably not. Why?
1: I want to do the join racial accents today. Different voice. (laughs) I want to do different voice. Okay? Is he okay? Do different voice. What voice is that? That's a Russian man. (laughs) Is it? Yes. Is it? I want to do... So is it okay if I... I, Is is the rule you can do white voices, you can't do the voices of colour?
3: I think all of yours are insensitive.
1: Okay. Is is that generally the rule?
3: I would suggest.
1: Yeah, I was doing the black Russian man.
3: Boom, in your face!
5: Oh,
1: but... In your face! He was a person of colour! Oh, what's going to happen? What's going to
3: happen? I don't think they allow them.
1: That's true, actually. My God, imagine if they were a gay. Let's go to Alan. I saw...
3: Oh my God, really? No. This is why you got chucked out of the spa or whatever it was. You did this. You did this. And now you're reaping the whirlwind.
1: Wow. How do I get out of this one,
3: Catherine? Tell him.
1: I don't know what to tell him, Catherine.
3: Tell him that you can't do that.
1: You can't do that, Alan. OK, boss. OK, Kath. There we go. There we go. That's that sorted. Oh, good night. He's gone. There you go. That's that sorted. Thank you, Alan. Who knew
3: it was that easy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I've gone a little bit dizzy. I'm hyperventilating. because we
3: sorted racism and Caddick in we, the space of three seconds.
1: Can we do that? Can we play a game? I know we don't do all kids' games, but can we play a game that I haven't played since I was about eight?
3: What is it? It's not doctors and nurses.
1: No, no, no. I'm going to lie on the floor, Uh and I'm going to breathe deeply, fast, for 30 seconds, and then you're going to sit on my chest, and I'm going to faint.
3: No. Can we not play that? It's an awful game. Why not? It's a very dangerous game. It's fun. No. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me what it's... (laughs) I'm not sitting on you.
1: You're no fun anymore. Ever since, um, uh, ever since I've met you, you're no fun (laughs) anymore.
3: Thank you. (laughs)
1: Oh man, oh, 0344, four, four, nine, nine, A uh, uh, roof, a uh, uh, ceiling, not a roof. Ceiling has collapsed at a theatre in London. Do you remember a couple of years ago, a few years ago, there was a spate of ceilings collapsing in theatres. So much so that every now and then I have a dream I'm trapped in a theatre and the ceiling is collapsing. Gosh. Do you remember that? Because they're all old. In London's West End. Theatre West End. The, th- uh, the theatre land. Um they are old theatres, Victorian, Edwardian, prehistoric, some very ancient ones. And cuz there's no money in theatre, uh what? There's no money in theatre. You're joking. No, there's no, no there's no money in theatre. Uh well how come six tickets to go and see Joe Pasquale in pantomime cost me 280 quid? What? Yeah, that's true. Ah, shoot. Um that's true. Six tickets. To see, the brilliant Joe Pasquale, who I know, and I texted, and he said, I can't give you any free ones. Um, six tickets, 280 quid. I
3: know. For Panto. hmm I used to take, uh, my oh. mum and my kids to Panto, and I used to pay for it, of course. And then my sister came back, and I tried to pay for them. I can't afford to do it. I can't mm-hmm. really afford to do Oz no. anymore.
1: It's too expensive. Fair play. I did speak to Joe, and he's going to give me and the kids a little backstage tour of uh, the Milton Keynes Theatre, but that's expensive, man. Mm-hmm. That is expensive.
3: For, especially with pantomime, when you consider that that might be the one time a family goes to the theatre together a year.
1: Oh yes, it is. It is. I that up, didn't I? Yeah. Um. So 280 quid to say take six people to the old panto, uh, that's a lot of money. Theatre is really expensive, particularly in London. I looked a couple of years ago at, um, getting tickets to take the boys to see the Lion King. Google how much the Lion King tickets are. In my head, right, my boys were, were, would have been five and seven, or six and eight, perfect ages. In my head, the tickets were 150 quid each. That's how I... Beatles pod, not I am the uh, thank you Dave, you're absolutely right, uh, it's Beatles pod, Beatles pod, Beatles pod, Egg pod is something completely different, thank you uh, Dave, you're absolutely right, I do apologise, um, I do apologise, I got that thing uh, incorrect. Okay, um,
3: right, so I'm looking at the 23rd Lion King, 2.30pm matinee performance, uh, 23rd of November, Saturday, so you can pay, purple rate is uh, £248.50. Is what, sorry? £248.50. A ticket? Mm-hmm. Then you've got the green ones are 158 The red ones... Well, where are Of the which red... there are none left, 101
1: Well, where are the red ones? In the circle. So they're up in the balcony. I
3: don't know where they are because there aren't any left. The uh, There's some orange ones for £91, but they're all single seats dotted right, around. Right, but where are they? Orchestra stalls... There's
1: no. one there in the Royal Circle. No, 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 no. The or- that's not the orchestra stalls. That's it says a- there orchestra stalls. No. Is, what's that? That's higher. What? Give me, give me, give me a scan, computer. You're, not, you're, 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 you're buzzing wait, this up.
3: Wait for him to say it's the orchestra stalls. Nah. But it says it on
1: there. It doesn't. Yeah, it does. He, he bolzed it up. Admit it. Um. Yeah, but they're single seats. I said that. Yeah, single seat, so one seat, ninety-one pounds. So we have got uh, uh, one for me, exactly. uh, one for the ki- kid over there, after. one for the kiddie over there. But basically, you want decent seats. Uh, it, it, even not the de- seats at the back of the stalls, two hundred and forty-eight pounds fifty. I know. Flipping heck, man! The cheapest seats right at the top at the back, singles sixty-eight fifty. The next cheapest we can get a row, seventy-six pounds. This is taking the Absolute Michael, isn't it? It really
3: is. 250 quid for it to... So you take four people, that's £1,000. I, I, and, and,
1: and that's not even including um, a packet of Maltesers. I tell you the best Maltesers you can get. Go on, tell me. Tell me the best Maltesers you can get.
3: I know what you're going to say. Go on. The ones in the Revels. Sorry? The ones in the Revels, but I think they only appear better because you get no. some crappy Revels. No. What you the- don't
1: get crappy Revels anymore. You do. You don't. You, they're all good revels.
3: I, I find the uh, raisin ones a bit crappy.
1: Well, you're an idiot then because they're the best revels. No, the they're the rebels. second best revels. Coffee revels are the best. No, the best Maltesers, the best tasting, tasting Maltesers are the ones that come in a cardboard box. Oh
3: yeah. Oh, a
1: little bit of luxury in Christmas. Your life. Christmas. A little bit of luxury in your life. Just a little bit. Treat yourself, dear Lister. You deserve it. It'll be a little bit of luxury. Maltesers in a cardboard box. Did we do the quarter past ads? Let's rectify that immediately. This is Talk Radio. After hours amusement for anarchists,
0: air hostesses and jet-lagged Antipodeans. Good night, Cobbers. Good night, crash on your floor. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
1: 03444991000. Um, here's a story for you. Rapper T.I. Now, do we know... Do we know T-I? No. Spelled T, letter T, letter I. Do we know this guy? Do we know what his work is?
3: What does T-I stand for?
1: Uh, total idiot by the sound <laughs> of it. Go on. To- rapper T-I mm-hmm. has made the shocking revelation that he accompanies his 18-year-old daughter to the gynaecologist every year to ensure that she's still a virgin. <gasps> wow. I, if my niece and nephew are listening, switch off. I've never had sex with a virgin. I was, I was presented with the opportunity once, very nice young woman, in our 20s, and she was a virgin, and I found the pressure too much, and so I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I thought it was, you know, I'm a nervous, I'm a nervous, I'm a nervous lover, Anyway, I mean, I get very, you know, particularly in my 20s, I was very, very uncomfortable being naked and while I like the idea of sex, actually I was not very good at it and, you know, quite often things weren't working because I'd get so tense and, and anxious. When I say things weren't working, I mean, I didn't get a boner. Um, and then then this girl who I really liked actually, she's a really nice woman, and she said, by the way, I, I just tell her I'm a virgin and just, it just, the pressure was just too much. It was just, you know, it, it was all in my head. But
3: so... Even you, though you know that for most people the first time is rubbish,
1: I wanted it to be brilliant. Um, yeah, I know. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. It was all in my head. It's all in my head. It's only recently I've been able to unpick or uh, pick all of that. Um, uh, but um, is the hymen r- real?
3: Well, I did a lot of gymnastics, so I, I don't think mine was. What there.
1: is it? It's like a thin layer of skin. What? What? Um, uh, what does? Uh, oh, it's a c- trivia question. What of Theresa May? And Hyman's got in common. It's not a joke. It's a trivia question, pub question. I
3: don't know.
1: She's the MP for Maidenhead, which is the old Anglo Saxon term for Hyman. Yeah.
3: It's
1: just, it's just, that's just actually a question. You're waiting for a punchline. I'm mo- I, here's the thing. I'm more than just rude, innuendo, sexual gags. I'm, I'm more than that. I'm actually, yeah. uh, I'm actually very knowledgeable. You are. By the uh, way, my, the I've r- got I've, my IQ. When it comes to my IQ, I've got a massive one.
3: By the way, there's a Telly update later on.
1: Fantastic
3: for all those fans of Telly Why are
1: you saying it in a funny way? Telly te- te- Surely it's uh, Telly Dildonics. Oh, you're right.
3: Um, it, you can't help but say it in a funny way. It's a funny word.
1: So, but so it's a thin.
3: Apparently, yeah. But have you ever? St- I've never seen one. No.
1: <laughs> have you ever? I mean, I'm asking. This isn't asking as a as a sleazy question. Uh-huh. Male exploration when you are young man, teenage boys. When I was a teenage boy, can I speak for myself? I suppose, but from what I've heard from talking to others, that the, the, it's a hands-on experience. You you you're going everywhere, all over your own body, finding out right, bits yeah. and pieces. Is it? Is not the same for young women?
3: Yes,
1: it is. Is it? Of this is what i Of course it is. Well, no, you say that, but I was brought up to think. Exactly. I've not finished the sentence.
3: I know what you're brought up to think. What? That girls didn't do that.
1: Yeah, but they do. Yeah. Okay. So, did you? Were you aware? God knows how we got into this at 25 past. Maybe we should reverse and go back to um, Alan Carr being slightly racist. Were you aware? So, is it? Was is, is it a real? Is a hymen a real thing? I
3: don't think I think mine must have gone quite early on because I did a lot of gymnastics. Okay,
1: right. Okay. And
3: I think that you know, on, if you live a very active lifestyle, you're probably unaware of it going. So that. But if you were
1: to have sex with someone who, for the first time, if you had sex with a woman for the first time who did not have an active gymnastic Mm -hmm. lifestyle, you could be aware of something. I mean, I just want to know how thick...
3: I guess. So I mean,
1: I'm trying to, I'm really trying to do this in a serious way, and it's so hard not to. Every word that's coming out of my mouth, I'm. I'm. I'm appalling myself with. I'm genuinely interested, and here's the thing: at 46 years old, I've never had a conversation apart from a very brief one with um, our English teacher when she told me the thing about maidenhead. I've never had a conversation about a hymen before, mm-hmm.
3: which is insane. Well. I've seen a lot of historical, like, dramas and things, and, and you know that in the past, that, um, on someone's wedding night, there would have been a check to make sure that they were still intact, so to speak, and they would have, some cultures, they hold up the sh- the sheet with blood on it as a, right. de- to everyone, as a demonstration that she was Isn't a virgin. Is there a
1: famous queen whose hymen is preserved? Is there? Yeah. I am sure that somewhere, See, I want to say in the British Museum. Now, this is—we will Google this in a minute. In a minute, but let the, I, I'm going to try and give you as much as I can from what I think I know. I, I want to say the British Museum because that is where they—they they steal stuff. You know, pretty much everything in the British Museum we should give back to the people what we stole it from, right? I think that's—you know—there's uh, real arrogance, isn't there, in the West? We talked about Machu Picchu last night, and. and um, when it was rediscovered Yale University took loads of the stuff to say well we want to study it we'll give it back to you and they kept it for decades mm-hmm. and only gave it back I think in about 2012 because white people are better at looking after yeah. stuff than brown people yeah.
3: when you can look after this to our standards yeah. we'll give it back to yeah. you, your possession
1: and 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 this is why I'm a big you know I was married into to a Greek family for a while and I'm, I I was and still am a big supporter of Giving back. I don't want to call them the Elgins. What? What's, the
3: Acropolis Marbles. Yeah, what they,
1: What's their name? Um, what? Are they, uh, go on Google Let that one. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, um, the, 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 the Elgin Marbles are stolen by by Parthenon Parthenon marbles. Parthenon marbles. Thank you uh stolen by lord elgin that we should give them back and the argument for a long time was well
3: they've been left to rot and and room Greece
1: in. didn't have a way to look after them and you go you go and look at um the parthenon and there's loads of what looks like original stuff there and it's not it's all been remade mm-hmm. but um the argument was well they don't have the facilities to look after them well here's the thing about 10 years ago they opened uh in in Athens this amazing climate controlled state-of-the-art, multi-million-euro museum. And so Greece quite rightfully said, well, we do have the facilities now, so we'd like those back, please. And it seems insane. Just the arrogance uh, uh, of the, the English, and it is English, the English arrogance. Well, we can do it... We can do it better than the old natives.
3: It feels like colonialism. Oh, totally.
1: It? And a lot of it, if you look at a lot of that stuff, a lot of it is. You know, the g- Greeks are obviously white, there's so a slight swarthiness to them, but they're white. But a lot of it is stuff taken from Islamic countries and African countries because we know how to look after it better than those bloody old boys over there.
3: Despite the fact that a lot of Islamic countries were, you know, quite advanced and we were still wandering around dressed in rags.
1: Although, then, then there is the argument, of course, that a lot of Islamic treasures in their own countries recently, in the last 15 years have been destroyed by by ISIS. Anyway, we're going off on tangents. If you're new to the show, welcome. It's a a politics-free zone tonight, and this is kind of what you can expect. I am sure that... I'm going to say the British Museum, although I don't know for sure, there is a famous... They're closing the National Portrait Gallery for three years. Are they why? Yeah, for for refurbishment. There is... um, In the British Museum, there is a Queen's Hymen, and it's in, like, a little... You know, like a ring box. You know, when no. you get down on one knee to propose.
3: Well, it wouldn't be like a Dairy release slice, <laughs> would it?
1: Amy liked that one, look. There is, there is, there is a, I'm going to say it's a Queen's hymen that was, was taken. It's all like, you know, it's like a dry bit of crispy paper of now. Of course it is. Um, I'm pretty sure that's a thing. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I think I've scared off all of the, um, callers tonight. It's been a strange strange old intro. If anyone knows anything about that. Anyway, rapper T.I. has made the shocking revelation that he accompanies his 18-year-old daughter to the gynecologist, uh, they spelt gynecologist wrong here, every year to ensure, ensure that she is still a virgin. Appearing on the Ladies Like Us podcast, the 39-year-old stressed how important it is to him that his teenage daughter, Deja Harris, has not had sex yet, Admitting that he accompanies her on her annual gynecological checkup to confirm that her hymen isn't broken.
3: Well that's no guarantee.
1: I will say as of her eighteenth birthday, her hymen is still intact. Imagine talking about your daughter like that. The rapper whose own hits are filled with lyrics about sex How old is she? said even? she's eighteen. God She's a grown woman. Oh there's a picture of her.
3: Listen, her hymen could not be intact anymore and she could still be a virgin. Has anyone broken that news to him?
1: Daja's 18. This is him talking. Just graduated now, high school now, and she's attending her first year of college, figuring out for herself, said the star, who also has a three-year-old named Heiress. And yes, not only have we had the conversation about sex, we have yearly. We have yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her hymen.
3: Right. I had a very wow. protective, I had a very protective dad, but he wouldn't have gone there. <laughs> Flipping heck, that's incredible. That is tantamount to treating your daughter like she's like an animal or possession. Puni-
1: what, what would the punishment be if...
3: Exactly. So what if, like me, she, she didn't have, it wasn't intact anymore and it, she still hadn't had sex, but it wasn't, through physical activity like swimming or sports or whatever, it had gone. Would he punish her? Does that devalue her in his eyes?
1: Lest the podcast hosts Nazanin Mandi and Nadia Moham think he was joking, T.I. then went into more detail oh about God. their doctor visits. So it's this one time we go... I think this might have been after her 16th birthday. This is what we do. Right after the birthday, we celebrate, he said. Usually like the day after the party, she's enjoying her gifts. I put a sticky note on the door gyno tomorrow nine thirty jeez this can't be no
3: what gynecologist would allow would would spill Is, the beans like nose.
1: that i don't think that, well, if they spit, if the gynecologist spills the beans, you can get them struck <laughs> off of course, doctors can't share patient information without the patient's consent ah, right okay so t i cajole t i sounds like a really fun guy it Sounds like a prick cajoles his daughter into giving it, and here's something. I've never seen the word cajoles written down before. It looks like cajoles. Cajoles. Cajoles daughter. Cajoles. I've never seen it written down. That's wonderful. Um, so we'll go and sit down and the doctor will come and talk and the doctor's maintaining a high level of professionalism, T.I. explained. He's like, well, you know, sir, I have to, in order to share information, I'm like, Deja, they want you to sign this so we can share information. Is there anything you would not want me to know? See, doc, no problem. That's why he bullies his daughter.
3: Yeah. Yeah, because how can she say no in that situation?
1: The doctor has even explained. I mean, she's an incredible looking 18 year old girl. The doctor has even explained there are many other ways for a hymen to break besides sex. And in fact, many virgins no longer have hymen hymens intact. But T.I. doesn't care. So then they come and say... I've got to hear the audio of this. I'm worried that it might be a little bit sweary. But if we can find the audio during the news, we'll, we'll, we'll play it. So then they come and say, Well, I just want you to know that there are other ways besides sex that hymens can be broken. Like bike riding, athletics horseback riding, and just other forms of athletic physical activity. So I say... (laughs) Look, Doc, she don't ride no horses. She don't ride no bike. She don't play no sports. Just check the hymen, please. God. This is a great...
3: It sounds like he keeps her locked up in a tower.
1: This is a great... this This may be a line from one of his raps. Listen to this. Look, Doc... She don't ride no horses. She don't ride no bike. She don't play no sports. Just check the hymen, please, and give me back my results expeditiously.
3: His, expeditiously! His results. Expeditiously! His results. Ex, that's the chorus. Expeditiously! His results. Expeditiously! But also, she doesn't do any of that stuff. What a fantastic life she must lead. So he doesn't let her do anything. Why is he so obsessed with his daughter's virginity? Mm. she's 18
1: T.I. defended his actions explaining that he thinks a lot of people wish their parents had been more protective of them suggesting that his daughter will look back on her father's behaviour and be grateful that he was so involved, no she won't, she'll be in therapy at the age of 37
3: do you know what's going to happen, at some point she'll rebel and she'll do everything she'll do the lot the works everywhere wow
1: it's supposed to be good for your skin, isn't it? There, uh, uh, I think, uh, but he went further admitting he doesn't want guys to take the time to woo his daughter, even though she's now an adult.
3: What? Right. Stop. This is all about men. What about her? What about what she wants? This is all about, I want to make sure that my daughter's not, she needs to prove to me that she's still a virgin. I don't want guys doing this to her. What about what she wants?
1: They're no fun, who wants a virgin, he asked. Like, really, all that work. The host of the podcast laughed hysterically throughout T.I.'s story.
3: I'd be getting the social involved.
1: This podcast sounds like I've really got to listen to it. But also called Deja a prisoner and told the rapper he was encouraging men to be vultures. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You ready? Mm -hmm. Are you ready? I am. This has got to be a joke. If anyone knows this T.I. guy, get him to call in. T.I. is not nearly as worried about the sexual activities of his 15-year-old son, King, who is already sexually active. There's a picture of King topless with, like, bondage chains around his neck. He's 15. The teenager admitted in June 2019 episode of the family's VH1 reality Uh, show... Ah, here we are.
3: There we got it. There it is.
1: We found it. We found it. That he's already doing the deed. And T.I., while clearly not thrilled, laughed it off. Yeah. I don't want any of my children to have sex before it's time for them. But who's to say when it's time? Well, apparently you. However, I will feel different about a boy than I will about a girl. And that's just the God's honest truth. I don't think there's any father out there who'll tell you any different. I, I get that. I get that. I haven't got daughters, but... I, um, while I'm also very protective of my boys and certainly would not be encouraging them to go out and sow their wild oats, I'm, I'm very nervous about them, more nervous, you know, than with the time a very attractive girl who I was dating told me she was a virgin and then I, I'm more nervous about them going out and having sex and and stuff like that, you know, but I think it is different for dads and their daughters, maybe it's partly, because, you know, I know what 14-year-old boys are thinking. That's
3: exactly what my dad's excuse was.
1: You, you, you know, uh, and I, would li- I don't have daughters, and it's unlikely I will, but I would like to think I would treat them in the same way yeah. as I would treat my boys.
3: Here's the deal, right? My dad, we were not allowed to have boys upstairs. I did not have a boy upstairs in my room until I was married to him. And we weren't even, like, staunch Christians or anything like that. My dad's just very traditional. And you know, I'd always get the thing of, well, I know what I was like. I'm thinking, well, you must have been some kind of flaming pervert. Then. Yeah. Um, huh? yeah, because what, Yeah, you know, the mind boggles as to what he was frightened of. Fortunately, I had a mum who was sensible and a dad who would prefer not to know, but he made it very clear that that boys were really not welcome in the house, to be honest. Or in you. And certainly not in me. And they were not allowed upstairs. And Are
1: they were allowed downstairs? Did <laughs> that sneak in round the back? Stop it. Sorry.
3: But that didn't mean I, you know, that didn't mean I didn't do anything with boys. It just meant that I had to find more ingenious ways of doing it. And probably made it a bit more exciting, if I'm well, honest.
1: His possessiveness, this is the rapper T.I. Certainly going to check out his back catalogue on Amazon after this. His possessiveness over the sexual activity of the women in his life does, however, extend to his wife, Tiny, 44 according to Madame Noir let's have a look at Tiny Well, oh, she's Tiny yeah she's very Tiny um uh, in some areas. According to uh, Madame Noir, in a recent episode of T.I.'s Expeditiously podcast, he told Tiny he was owed sex in their marriage contract. What
3: a, no- oh, right, yeah, what a nice a, gentleman. He's, a, he's an asshole.
1: What an absolute gentleman. No, I tell you why he's a gentleman, because if there is a contract, then um, he is following the rules of the law.
3: Um, if she is not up for it, what well, he's allowed to proceed regardless, is he? Only...
1: They, you know, up until about, I think it was 20 years ago, there was no, you could, you, a, man could, a man could force himself sexually on his wife, yep. and there was no, a husband couldn't rape a wife. Exactly. It's insane, huh? Mm-hmm. 20 years, I think, maybe in the 90s, that changed. Come to you in a second, Alistair, 0344,
3: This is all horrible, but I hope that this is all hyperbole trying to sell his, what sounds like an awful show.
1: He said, what's yours is mine, and what's mine is yours. Oh, he no, I think we've been a bit harsh. He's a romantic. He's actually a romantic. This is beautiful. That means that little thing you got, that little sex box you got, is half mine. That's poetry.
3: My answer would be, baby, it's a loan.
1: So you pick which side you want, and that's yours. The rest of it is mine. We can split it right down the middle of the... What do they call it? The... 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 Is it the uvula?
3: Oh, my God. He
1: seems to have been referring referring to the vulva. What I'm saying is it's half mine and my half is on the inside.
3: Oh, my God.
1: He sounds like a pig. Meanwhile, Deja, the daughter, who has 1.4 million Instagram followers and appears on the family reality show T.I. and Tiny, Friends and Family Hustle, isn't a stranger to male... Who
3: are these people?! Um, you know, for someone who's quite possessive of his uh, women folk, he sure is uh, eager to sell them.
1: Here we go. Ironically, although T.I. has implemented strict rules regarding his daughter's sex life, he has no problem promoting a much looser lifestyle in his music. Many of the rapper's hits, including his 2008 number one hit Whatever You Like and 2013 number one song Blurred Lines, Glamorize Sex, especially his big hit from 2015, I'm going to have sex with an 18-year-old.
3: What? No, no. It wasn't called that.
1: In whatever you like, T.I. raps about late-night sex, so wet and so tight. As if you do it in a narrow bath, I guess. While Blurred Lines caused global outrage when it was first released because the lyrics described a man trying to coerce an uninterested woman into having sex
3: with. Yeah, you know that. You know you want it.
1: I didn't, I didn't. That's know what that. it is, that's part I don't listen it. to the lyrics of songs these days because I just, it's more, for me, it's more about the rhythm. Well, what an absolute arsehole T.I. the rapper is. <laughs> 344 this is Talk Radio.
0: The wild man
1: of late night
0: radio. The late night alternative with Ian e.
1: Lee on Talk Radio. 3 uh, I can't remember the rest of the number.
3: 444991000. Oh.
1: Okay. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. So, I, I'm trying to find this, this, this Queen's hymen yeah, I, I do believe it is, a, is a relic. I, 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 I do believe, um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get there a bit later on. Good evening, Alistair. Oh, uh,
6: evening all. Evening all. You sound like an old sound Bobby, you sound like Dixon and like, uh, Doc Green. That's him. That was a great... Evening thing. all. I'll remember it. Yeah,
1: I, I used to come home from school in the 60s, rush home from school in the 60s, and, um, mum would have me, a uh, uh, condensed milk sandwich ready, and I'd sit in front of the telly and watch, uh, Dixon and Dot Green. D-O-D-G.
6: It's when the, it's when the criminals were, like, gentlemen as well. The
1: criminals were gentlemen. They were gentlemen, uh, thieves, gentlemen burglars, gentlemen nonces. They were all gentlemen. And you just don't get that now.
6: No, I'm a gentleman and I'm a criminal.
1: (laughs) Alistair, it's confession time, guys, on talk radio tonight.
6: (laughs) Well, you know a little bit about my past. So, um... I do. reason I was doing Well, actually, whilst I was um, was thinking that I'm uh, six months sober tomorrow, Ian...
1: Congratulations, man. Well done.
6: uh, I wanted to offer my congratulations to you because you must be... What, near 20 months or
1: something? I am September, October. I'm I'm 19 and a half months, yeah.
6: Brilliant. Yeah, well done, It's all right, isn't it?
1: I haven't been to a meeting for a while. I might do a meeting. In fact, I'll probably do a meeting tomorrow because I'm in London early. I've not been to a meeting for a while. I'm umming and ahhing about my sponsor. I might might keep my eye... Stay with this guy, but keep... Because he's great. He's a nice guy, but I'm not quite gelling with him as I would like to. So stick with him... Just keep my eye open for maybe someone I can work with a little bit better.
6: Yeah, because it's funny because you say that, because I asked a guy to be my sponsor about a month or two ago, and um, he said, oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be fine. And then we kind of see each other every week, and I say, so what do you think? And he says, oh, I said, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, so I think that I'm going to have to go to someone else. Yeah, and that's fine, that's quite,
1: you know, for those who don't know, we're talking about 12-step programs, and in it, you are, it is suggested that you find a sponsor who is someone uh, of the same, you know, gender as you, you know, unless you're gay, then you get someone of the opposite gender, so there's no chance for any kind of attraction, and that has got, more time clean and sober than you have and then they take you through the 12 steps and just this guy i've got is great he's a really really nice guy yeah but he's always busy i'm always busy we're just struggling to kind of meet up and um go through stuff and so i just i just got my eye open and i'm saying it out loud so that i've been thinking about it for a few weeks now now i'm saying it out loud it sort of makes it a little bit more real but that's quite a common, you know, that happens.
6: That happens. Yeah, and have you, have you got people that you can you think of that maybe able to nope. fit that role? No,
1: then? I haven't, because I'm not living in London. If I when I lived in London, it was easy. Because I'm not living in London, it's not so yeah. easy. And I don't get because of either, you know, like on Saturday nights I've either got the kids or I'm doing a rabbit hole, so I can't really get to. There's a really nice meeting near me, but I can't get there too often. Um, so I've just, I've got to have a little think, Alistair, a little, I'm just saying it out loud, just because then it, I sit on this stuff for ages and don't do anything about it, so I'm just saying it out loud so that it it becomes a little bit more
6: real. Anyway, all the best as far as that's concerned. Thank you, mate. Um, now then, the reason I was going to ring, I was ringing about pantomimes originally, but I was just reacting in my head to that story you were just talking about before the news, and it reminded me of the advice my parents gave me about sex when no. I was a young man. Yeah. And uh one day after school, quite out of the blue, my dad said, um, come with me, young man and we went down to the, the sort of big school. It's supposed to be when I was about ten or something. And they put there was about I don't know, three or four people. Not you know, it wasn't like a, an event or anything, it was just some sort of private thing. Yeah. And they showed this film of about the birds and the bees.
1: And now, was it literally about the birds and the bees?
6: Yeah, about sex. But
1: but wait, so it wasn't... because where, Kath, where does the birds and the bees... Because
3: that's how they start off, don't they? They start talking about pollination in plants and how the <sighs> plants got Who this part and the bees... Who came up with that?
1: I don't know. Who came up with that? I don't know. So it, was, it wasn't a bluey, though. It was a proper science... No,
6: it was like... They didn't actually show sex, but they did show a woman giving birth.
1: <laughs> <In> <laughs> That'll full put you
6: off. And Bloody was, hell! I mean, all I can remember of it really was there was so much blood. Mm. So
1: that would that would f, f you that's up. That's
6: like aversion
3: therapy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's that's if that's one of the first things you're seeing, that's uh, that's not great. And then did you talk? Here's the thing: you're reminding me. My parents never spoke to me about sex. They gave me my mum. There was like this really old book. We had this sort of like. Thin green book, my sister will remember it, I'm sure. This thin green book that was about sex, and my mum gave it to me when I was probably about 14 and said, Here, read this. And you got any questions? Ask it's me a bit
3: late, by a bit isn't late.
1: You? Um, and never spoke to my dad about it, which, which someone should have spoken to him about it because he was off getting women pregnant all over the country. But yeah. but we never had a conversation on the walk home from this weird screening. Did you and your dad chat about it, or did you talk about yeah. the football?
6: I was completely, to be honest, I was completely shocked. I didn't know what I'd just seen. And my dad really didn't explain that much why I'd gone to see it. Obviously, (laughs) I had some... So he didn't didn't say,
1: you're walking there. He didn't say, right, well, this is what we're going to see and this is why. And when you were leaving, he didn't say, you got any questions? He just said, right, we're going to go and do something. And then you walk back
6: in silence. So, I don't know, it's so long ago now. I'm 16, a couple of years. <laughs> um, I think he said that we were, we're going to see a film about the human body or something, and, and, and uh, it, it probably, the thing was, my dad was, um, he was actually a doctor himself. Oh, okay, okay. So probably, <laughs> you know, didn't, uh, go into that. But, um, and then the other thing was when, just before I went off to university, um, really not having learned anything about sex because i've been at boarding school for about five years before that yeah um when my dad said to me um now when you go off to university you, you're going to be tempted with you know making uh you know getting to know girls all our advice is make friends with them first well that's good advice but obviously i couldn't make friends no. of being a board in
1: <laughs> Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. So it's a weird old, uh, it's a weird old thing. Alistair, thank you for that, mate. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. What did you, what sex education what you did you have?
3: Well, thankfully, my mum was really open about Sorry? things like that. No, right. she was great because my dad did not want to discuss it. And the would thing he is, have
1: discussed it if he'd have had sons, do you think? Would he have been more comfortable or would he still felt uncomfortable about
3: probably it? Probably with sons he might have been more comfortable. You know, it's, it's, It's a a strange thing. And I think he's, you know, obviously he's a product of his upbringing. But my mum, you see, had a... My grandma was brought up by her dad. And he told her nothing. Mm. To the point where when she got her first period, she thought she was dying. She Mm. ran next door to the next door neighbour. And the next door neighbour told her what was going on. But it was a shock for her. And so when my mum and her... My mum's a twin, so they were the two eldest. When they came to a certain age... Um, my grandma's idea of sex education was to stick a leaflet on their bed.
1: Mm. Well, That's sh- still more than what. It's kind of similar to my mum handing me that pamphlet. Yeah. Any questions? Give but it. was
3: never discussed. But my mum always said, "I will make sure that you know what you need to know, and if you ask me a question, I'll answer it honestly, and I'll and ask it to at like an age-appropriate level." So I knew when my when my sister was born, I already knew where babies came from, you know, to a, a four-year-old's. Uh, Level, but I knew that, you know, there was a part of daddy that went went in there and there was a part of mummy and then the baby came out of your... uh, Bum. Foof. (laughs) I knew that. My grandma was so shocked because I I sort of explained where babies came from too and she's like, there's nothing this child doesn't know. But it was never a massive deal in our house because because of my mum.
1: I told my mum... My mum, I told my mum. I told the boys the basics when they were probably five and seven because we're in the car and they asked and I kind of thought five and seven okay I'll tell them and I I told them age appropriate of course and they thought it was hilarious and my youngest took great pleasure when my wife turned up uh mummy mummy I came out of your for China (laughs) for China (laughs) and uh did you now yes I did and um you know, and then they forget about it, giggle, and they forget about it. And I think that they shocked their grandma by telling her. And th- then there were some questions a few months later, and they forget about it. And, you know, it, it, the older they get, the the little bit more information yeah. that you reveal.
3: I think the really important stuff, apart from the mechanics, which to a kid is like, well, I don't believe you do that, that's disgusting, the end, um, is the stuff about... Um, how you feel that whole whole stuff and I've been trying to get through to my girls that if anyone does anything that makes you feel weird you must you can tell me you Uh, can tell me anything all that stuff and also that you know um, that you are important and what you feel is important and you should never feel pressured into doing anything and if you you know you can always talk to me about stuff you're unsure about
1: that's um, the, uh, the thing I'm trying to insist, you know, someone who was the victim of abuse and couldn't tell my parents about it. That's the thing I worry about a lot. You, you, you know, this guy worrying about his daughter having sex. The thing I worry about a lot is my boys, something happening yeah. to my boys that happened to me or worse. And then, well, first of all, worry about that happening. And then, you know, then not being able to, to, to talk to me yeah. about it. Um, obviously, you don't want it to happen in the first instance. But if anything happens that makes them feel uncomfortable, whatever it be, you want—I would like to think—they'd be able to come and yeah. chat to me. My youngest, I think, definitely could. My eldest, not so much. My eldest is more like um, his mum in that he he kind of internalizes things he and wants keeps to deal things, things. very—he wants to deal with things. And in, in some ways, that's that's noble uh, and respectable. But in other ways, it's not great. And I see him as, an eight, as a nine-year-old, nearly ten, carrying stuff that actually he doesn't need to carry, that if he shared it with me or his mum or a friend or a teacher or grandparents, it would just relieve a little bit of pressure from him. And I can see that happening. Gosh, look at us uh, having a... We've been all over the shop. Yeah. Could you re- in, the, in the last 60 seconds of this hour, can you recap... Where we've been in the last 60 minutes.
3: Racist accents, stupid dads, uh, sex education, or the lack of. Yep. Teledildonics, we've touched on briefly. Yeah, yeah, yep. Let's uh, have a gap
1: between talking about our children and dildonics I think.
3: Historical Hymen.
1: Thank you very much indeed. Uh, the, the switchboard is empty, but I suspect that's that's just because you've been enjoying our, uh, our our conversation. You are. We will back up a little bit and give you a little bit of room, dear listener, to call in about anything you want. Here's the thing: we, we tend to stay away from politics w- when we can on this show, particularly as we're now in in a general election. Um, so we like to have a laugh, but we will. Catherine and I will sit here and talk about stuff. You're very welcome to call in about that stuff. Or you're welcome to call in about anything else. So maybe something happened to you today or this week, or you read a story in the paper that you think we should be talking about, or you're just feeling a little bit lonely and you want to chat. Hit us up. Oh, 03. Hit us up, when we'll need you. Oh, 3 499 four, four, nine, 1000 is the telephone number. This is The Late Night Alternative, Ian and Kath on Talk Radio.
0: The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk
1: Radio.
5: We
0: have ways of making you talk. <laughs> que okay. I want my dog's thumb. Alright, I want my dog's thumb.
5: Hello? Okay, well, I hope you sleep right at night knowing you've just grown up a 12 year old. The only
7: difference is you're down there. Rap, pussy. I'm looking through you. And you don't know where. Yeah. Nowhere. Here we go!
1: Man, I freaking love the Beatles. I love them. those guys ah who knows who knows oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand this is the late night alternative it's called that for a reason we are the alternative to all of the dull boring political shows out there right now you switch on any station they'll be talking about Jacob Rees mogg they'll be talking about Jeremy Corbyn they'll be talking about Joe Swinson there you go got the main ones in thank you They'll be talking all about that, all about the policies, all about Brexit, all about this, all about that. Oh, my God. We've got another five weeks of the general election and probably another few years talking about Brexit. We've got all of that. So whenever we can, and we won't be able to do it every single night, but whenever we can, this is a little uh, haven away from politics where we can talk about silly stuff, frothy stuff, heavy, heavy stuff. Weird stuff, whatever you fancy. Use this as um, just a big blank wall that you can come and draw graffiti on. You can draw well, you can draw cocks on there if you want. You can draw beautiful murals. You can write your initials. You can put swear words on there, but don't not literally say them out loud. Uh, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We've not got a question. We've not got a theme. This hour, it's not, would you vote for this party or would you vote for that party? Do you think this party will get Brexit done on this? I haven't got any of that. We just sit here. I'm Ian Lee. I did a program years ago called the 11 o'clock show and then I was on LBC for a bit and then I did I'm a Celebrity and now I'm here. We've got Catherine Boyle who's been at various BBC stations and has been here for four years and we just sit here and we chat. And we talk nonsense, and you're welcome to dive into the nonsense we're talking about or bring your own nonsense to the table. Very quiet on the phones tonight. That's the way it goes sometimes. If you've never phoned up our show before, it's different from other shows. There's no question, so don't wait for the question. Pick up the phone, 0344 499 Free from most packages will cost you pennies and some of them. You'll speak to Amy tonight. She'll just ask you for your name and just check she's got the right number and she'll call you straight back. And because it's so quiet, you'll pretty much get straight on the air. And that's it. Don't swear. Don't be libelous. If you do, I've got a dump button. We've got a 14-second delay so we can stop that. And we just have a laugh, really. Catherine, sorry yeah. to grab you mid-yawn. Sorry. I'm, I'm the one that's sorry. What have you brought to this little uh, party tonight?
3: Okay. Um, I see you
1: carrying a bag of news stories. I well, do
3: have a bag but, of news. Oh, but just
1: put your hand in and pull one out at random.
3: Woman quits her job to eat McDonald's and Chinese takeaway on YouTube.
1: Oh, this is um, uh, Gong Gongwack. What's it called? Mukbang. M- Mukbang? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they write all the songs for Busted? <laughs> Mukbang. Mukbang, was it? McFly. Oh, McFly. Mukbang. Okay, yes.
3: China Rowley has quit her job as an admin work, uh, worker in the hopes of becoming a... What's m- her name? Chana Rowley. Chana. That's
1: Chana. a nice, How do you spell it? N A?
3: No. C-H-A-R-N-A.
1: That's a nice name. Chana. Lady. Chana. I'm looking... I'm, I, here's the thing, dear Listen. Sorry, tangents. You'll, you'll realise as well that we go off on tangents, and I quite often interrupt Catherine because I'm rude. I'm getting two new kittens. Hopefully. It's not 100%, right? Little boy. Little girl, they're ten weeks old, they're brother and sister. Uh, The boy's going to get his balls chopped off. The girl's going to... Well, let's just say I'm going to be taking her to the vets every six months to check her hymen. (laughs) 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 And I haven't got names for them. And I can't... The best names I've got so far... Right, these are the best names I've got so far for the little boy and little girl cat, right? Brian for the boy and Steph for the girl. Right. These are the best names I've got. Brian and Steph.
3: See, I had a, a, a name for the boy, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Well, go on. We'll t- why not? Because you want to decide this one yourself.
1: Well, tell me. I am open to suggestions. Brian after Brian Wilson, of course.
3: Oh, really? Okay, that's yeah. where you're going.
1: Yeah. And um, Steph. Is there someone called Steph McDonald?
3: Probably, yeah. What, well, in the whole world? Yeah. yeah. There'll be well, a few. Well, so, st- Steph after
1: Steph McDonald.
3: Which one? The good one. Well, good what? Steph McDonald.
1: I don't know what... Is there a Steph McDonald? I don't
3: know. Yeah, there is, but I don't know a...
1: Okay, well I'm I'm saying I don't know either. I don't think she's famous. Okay, well but she's probably ruddy lovely. Steph, if you're listening, I might be naming my cat after you, baby.
3: I think you should call the boy um because they're stripy cats. Yeah. I think you should call him tiger.
1: I'll get look. T- 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 flipping it. And if I get a dog, why don't you call it spot? No tiger. Come on. I'm a tiger, I'm, I'm a, a, a tiger. tiger. No, i call it Tiger. I'm calling it Tiger. Yeah, it's cool. No, no, no. Anyway, uh, so I'm open for cat name suggestions, by the way. Emma and Chris, stay there. Come to you in a second. Catherine.
3: A woman has quit her full time job. Hello, Catherine. Don't you dare. Sorry. A woman has quit her full time job to pursue a career on YouTube eating McDonald's, Chinese takeaways, Greg's and Pizza Hut. Good for her. Chana Rowley from London films herself consuming around 5,000. Well, they've put here. They put too many notes on. Why? Or they put the um, comma in the wrong place. I think they mean 55,000 calories in a sitting and up to 40,000 people tuning no, in. To no, watch no, no,
1: no, 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 no. It couldn't be 55,000 calories. Well, you would die. Look
3: what they've written. They've written 55,000, but they put the comma in the wrong place. Uh, 5,000. 500, you reckon? Yeah,
1: 55,000. Put 000.
3: an extra zero on in a classic
1: 55,000 calories in a sitting you'd be dead you would be dead a man what is it a Although man oh i
3: would watch that
1: <laughs> a man needs 8,000 calories a day to survive
3: no not 8,000 uh, it's about
1: 2,000 no, well no okay a man needs 2,000 to survive 8,000 to have a good time
3: 8,000 yeah. mean, god you'd be
1: 55,000 your your head would explode like in that film scanners
3: I haven't seen that film but it sounds nasty. it's oh, a great film. It Scann- about I remember
1: right. I remember going to the pictures. In the late seventies to see his Slough, cinema to Slough Granada to watch Popeye and Octopussy and stuff. And they would have like a poster for scanners and the poster for scanners is a guy in like a shirt with a tie wearing a waistcoat and his, his hands are like down by the side of him, like his fingers wide open and he's, and his head's exploding. Scanner oh is someone who can make your head explode. And his head, I remember staring at that while my mum was getting tickets. This is how old the Slough Granada was, right? This is great. They had three screens. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, if anyone's got any pictures of, of inside of the Slough Granada, because I remember this lush staircase. But um, And there was nowhere to wait inside. So what they would do is they would... There were whole, three holes in the ground outside. Do you know what they did with those holes?
3: There would be a post saying which screen you were.
1: They would come out and they would put a big post in and it would say screen one, screen two, screen three. And you would stand... You would queue outside on the pavement if anyone's got any pictures of inside Slough Granada, please, please please, 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 uh, and the, uh, anyway, the scanner's thick, please, I'm interrupting
3: this unique type of video is known as Mukbang and is a trend that originated in South Korea where people talk to their audience while binging on food yeah it's not just it's not just eating delicately like a little sandwich or something it's no. it's stuff in your face it's it's
1: it's obscene. It, 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 the ones I've seen, you have a table full of food, like like heaving with food, and you just grab a bit of pizza and put it in, and you grab some prawn balls and put them in. It's, it's really, well, I'm going to get some ice cream, and um, yeah, good for her.
3: This unique type of video is known as Mukbang. Uh, in order to spend more time making these videos, Chana has decided to quit her job as an admin worker. The 22-year-old now works part-time at a warehouse in order to support herself while on her YouTube journey. She has no plans to stop eating on camera, and her ultimate aim is to work her way up to eating 10,000 calories in one go. Ooh, I've
7: yeah, just got maybe. to show how
3: confident I am, she says. I might get something stuck in my tooth or around my mouth, but people love how funny I am. I have the negative ones telling me how fat I am and how I could be pretty if I try not to eat so much, but most of the time, I don't answer. She continues, I enjoy it and it gives me confidence. And now I can monetize my channel and really respond to people's requests. It can become a full-time career move. Chana, who weighs 16 stone, goes to the gym four times a week in order to balance out the unhealthy food she eats.
7: Okay, yeah.
3: yeah. Can't run away from a bad diet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And even her mum has given her a seal of approval to keep getting takeaways. She initially saw it as a hobby, Chana says, but once she saw my passion and the following I was managing to get, she changed her mind. Now she thinks I should go for it while I'm young and I have the opportunity. Uh, Chana shares her videos on her channel, Charnation, and often eats alongside her partner. She makes two half-hour videos each week and has so far spent around £1,000 funding the footage. Her biggest hit was a video of her eating a Chinese takeaway, complete with chicken balls, special friend rice, I mean, God, who wrote this? Special chow mein, chips, prawn crackers, vegetable spring rolls and curry sauce. The video has been viewed over 48,000 times so far.
1: That's not that many. That's not no, going to make you a YouTube sensation. But
3: still aren't people funny. The things we will watch on YouTube. Um, that and the whispering.
1: Yeah, well, we might do some ASMR after midnight. Uh, Pete is throwing the name Gizmo into the cat ring. Yeah, i tell you what, guys. Why don't we all just throw in the most stupid, obvious names that I'm never going to use for my cat? Why don't we do that, okay? Oh. Don't.
3: You're the one that said Brian and Steph. Yeah, uh, th- yeah, exactly. So we thought the bar was low.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Emma. Good evening, Emma.
3: Hi. Hey, Emma,
1: how you doing?
8: Hmm, um, I don't know, really. Oh, um, what does that mean? I know. Well, I always thought I would ring in to just say, I think you're really great, and... I loved Rise, so I know about you because of Rise. Wow!
1: It was you that watched it, Emma. Thank (laughs) you. That was I loved that, and literally there was one day where we recorded zero viewers on that.
8: Oh, because I literally used to get up. I like you and Dougie are one of my favourite double acts on um, television. <laughs> no,
1: thank you. Do you know what? I, D- Dougie and I were texting each other the other days. We do, like, every six months or something. I, I, I'm going to invite him in again one night because he's not been in for a while, so we'll, uh, we'll I'll, I'll let him know. That, that'll that make his day. Thank you.
8: Oh. um, Yes, yeah, so I don't really know what made me ring. Um, oh. My marriage is ending.
1: <laughs> la- Can I tell you why I'm laughing? <laughs> I'm not laughing at your marriage ending, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm laughing because... <laughs> I don't know why I'm calling in. My marriage is ending. That's why you're calling in. That's why you're calling in, and that's all right. Um, when you say it's ending, where whereabouts are you in it? Um,
8: we decided to separate three weeks ago.
1: Yeah.
7: Um,
8: and tonight I just found that he's already seen someone
1: else. <sighs> oh, mate, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. That... Uh... That must be horrendous. I'm going to ask some questions, and if I ask anything you don't want to answer, then just tell me and I will not be offended and I will move on, okay? Okay. You you said that you both decided to end it a few weeks ago. I kind of got a slight reluctance in your voice. Would I I be right in suggesting that maybe he wanted to end it a little bit more than you did, or have I got that wrong?
8: Um, Kind of, so he's um been suffering with some issues with sort of depression and things for the past two years. Yeah. Um and we maybe kind of got to this point a year ago. Right. Um and I fought it fiercely because I just didn't want that to be the way we went. So we did give things another go and things did improve a little bit but then just sort of out of the blue he just sort of went back to just sort of saying, This doesn't work um, I don't want to, and I just don't want to be married anymore. Um, and I did kind of, I was kind of at peace with the idea that we needed to separate, and maybe that would be a good thing for us to sort of look at what we have and sort of maybe reflect. And it would either bring us back, or oh it would just be the ultimate kind of decision. I just wasn't ready to find out that no. there was someone else.
1: Did you find out in? Uh, trying, to, I can't quite work out to phrase. Well, I'm trying. What, okay, this is what I was going to say, and I'm, I'm hesitating because I realise how crass it sounds. Did you find out in a good way or a bad way? There is no good way. What I mean by that is, did he sit down and say, "Look, Emma, I've, I've got something to say. I'm, you know, I'm seeing someone," or did you, you know, see a, te- you know, did, did you find a note or something?
8: I um. I was just closing the curtains, so we we are in separate rooms already. And yeah. I was closing the curtains in his room and noticed like a a gift bag behind a chair in his room. Mm. So just nosy nosy, just lifted it up to see what it was, and it blatantly it was a present for somebody with a card. And so then underneath that, there's just two boxes of open condoms basically. So they're not for me.
1: Mm. Do you suspect that he was seeing someone four weeks ago, the week before he told you that he wanted to end it?
8: Yeah, I think I think probably yeah. a few weeks. Um, he, his behaviour just became really weird. There was one Saturday night where he just kind of went. He kind of went upstairs to go to the loo, and when he came back down again, he said, "I'm going out. I'm just right. going out," and wouldn't yeah. say who's with. And I know that right. must sound so obvious but because he's had problems with depression and things yeah, like that...
1: erratic behaviour was a bit of a norm.
8: Yeah, you get used to kind of going, OK, you need some space tonight, so go and do what you need oh. to do. Go and be where you need to be.
1: How you, I'm going to ask a really dumb question now. <laughs> how are you feeling? Um,
8: just rubbish. Yeah. I just... Um, it had oh, already been a really tough two years. Um really tried to help him so it just feels extra rubbish yeah to just be kind of you know just dumped uh
1: yeah i'm really struggling what to say here and i'll tell you why because um you should know my marriage came to an end and uh it It's shit. (laughs) There's no two ways around it. You know, it's shit. And I don't think there's any such thing as a good, you know, people. I think you can be friends with your ex a while after it's happened, but I I don't buy this. There's a good, there's a great, you know, we had a great divorce. And we. we, I I don't buy that. It's horrible. And someone is generally going to be feeling worse about it than the other person. And it sounds like, unfortunately, it's going to be you not to say yes. that he's not going to be unhappy or depressed or miserable but it sounds like you're going to be the one that's yes. he it sounds like he's possibly come to terms with it and and has kind of dumped all this on you what ha- have you got a plan
8: well originally he was he was always going to move out after christmas but i kind of feel like maybe that needs to accelerate a bit mm-hmm. so um Yeah, so I guess he'll just see what what he's going to
1: do instead. Can you afford the place on your own? I can, yeah. Um,
8: Okay, that's good. Yeah, so financially, um, for a while I was kind of the breadwinner anyway, so I I like pay the bills anyway, so there's no
1: impact there. And in term, uh, no, that's too far, I'm not going to go into that, that's too far ahead, that's nothing you should be worried about now are you do you think you'll be able to speak to him about what you found
8: well i've i have, i did message him he works in the evening, so I messaged him, but I've had a lot of deflection from him just basically getting angry that like, what were you doing in my room yeah, yeah, what yeah. are you going looking for that kind of
1: stuff I, for okay let me speak honestly. I used to be the person getting angry. what are you looking at my phone for what are you do it's all defensive bollocks it it's all basically saying. You found me out that I've done something wrong. So to so to cover that, I'm going to get angry at you. I've done that. I've been that person that does that getting angry because I've been caught out. Um, you need to stand your ground and you need to, you know, you need to look after yourself. You don't owe him anything anymore.
7: Yeah.
1: Does that make sense? Or does that sound yeah. a bit cold? No,
8: I think it makes complete sense. I think... Um, I will go in a
1: minute because I don't want to bring the show down. But... Oh, don't worry, don't, you see we've got, you know, you we got lined up on the switchboard. You stay <laughs> as long as you want. If you want to go, you want to go. And If I'm, if I'm pushing, I'm just... I, I'm, I'm. It's interesting. You're helping me work out a few things about what happened to me and I'm kind of hoping that this might be clearing a few thoughts for you. But maybe it's yeah. not. And that's fine as well.
8: No, it is. Um, I just feel that like I want to go on a kind of slightly positive note, so it will really annoy him that I've kind of wronged you because he always <laughs> got jealous because I was such a big fan of yours. Oh, so. I know. He's not going
1: to come duff me up, is he? I don't want one of them. I doubt
8: it. End. I doubt um, it very much.
1: <laughs> are you going to be all right?
8: Yeah, thank you so much. i um, uh, my hand was hovering over the phone for ages when you were saying call, and it's been really, really useful, so thank you so
1: much. Are you so going to be all right for the next hour? That's my concern. You know, forget the next six months. Are you going to be all right f- f- until you fall asleep tonight?
8: Yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be listening.
1: Okay. Um, and have you, got, uh, have you got friends and family? Have you got real people, apart from me and Kath, who, as you know, uh, we are holograms. We both died in 1983. <laughs> have you got real people that you can talk to about this stuff?
8: Yeah, I have, I and mean, I have a little boy as well. So. Oh, uh, how
1: old's your little boy? <laughs> He's two and a half. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> it, it, uh, you know, there's never a great age for a, for a family splitting up, but two and a half, you, you know, there, there there could be worse ages. And yeah. also, you've just got that reason to keep getting out of bed every day.
8: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Brilliant. Hey, Emma, I wish you the best of luck. It does get better. I, I, I you, you are really in the thick of it now. But it does, I promise you, this is what Catherine used to say to me, it gets better, doesn't it, Kath?
3: Yeah. Tell her about the swimming pool.
1: All right. So <laughs> my f- my friend Andy, um, when I was getting divorced, I don't know him very well, but he's a, he's a songwriter. And, I was, and we got chatting. And I said, well, I'm, I think I'm going to be getting divorced and I feel miserable and I want to die. And he told me about his divorce. And he said, um, right now, you are standing in the deep end of a swimming pool that is filled with shit. Right? And it's horrible and you can't see anything, you can't, all you can smell is just shit. And he said, you don't know it, but you are walking forward. and you are constantly walking forward. And at some point, after a long time of walking forward, you'll go, Oh, Oh, I can see my eyes are above this, this horrible brown stuff. And then a little while later, you go, Oh, Oh, I can breathe. My whole head is out of this stuff. And he said, eventually, you get to the end of the swimming pool, you climb out, and you have a shower, and you can look back over the swimming pool and go, I cannot believe I walked through all of that. And life will be better. I am happier now than I have been. In, I'm not today, actually. Today I'm lousy. But generally, I am happier now than I have been for the last ten years. It, what I'm saying is it will get better. Thank you. It's a promise. Take care, Emma.
8: Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye bye.
1: Night, Emma. Does get better. Um, thank you, Emma. Um, what a thoroughly decent human being. Always sad when a marriage ends, you know. But yeah. um, uh, it's weird. It, uh, uh, you know, divorce is this thing. I would take great, when I knew my marriage was ending and when I knew, you know, when it, it was all happening and stuff, I would take great pleasure in reading about other people's divorces. Now, whether they be recent ones in newspapers or, you know, rock stars in books in the 70s, I'd go, right, well, they made it through a divorce. Because when you're in it, you think it's the mo- it's a word you throw around and you bandy it around. It is the m- most painful thing I've ever been in. And it is a really extended years of pain. Uh... And I would read about, uh, you know, like I don't know, I can't think of any examples, but you read about a celebrity getting divorced, and you go, all right, well they made it.
3: I remember you actually saying that there yeah. was someone on the front page of a paper, and you went, see, people can do it. Yeah, they
1: come out the other side, and I would I would hold on to that, and I've come out the other side. Um, You know, it 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 works. Oh three four four. Four nine nine one thousand. Uh we got Jackie, we got James, we got Chris. This is the late night alternative every weeknight from ten on talk radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on air and off the leash. On talk radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Jackie.
9: Good evening. Oh, do you know what when you phone up for one thing and then you hear a story like that?
7: Yeah.
9: And you listen well done to her. Oh, she, she just came over so amazing.
7: Yeah,
9: yeah. I I, I got right. divorced in 1999. I've been with my ex, I've been with my husband 17 years. I've now been with my new partner 19 years, although we didn't marry, we don't live together anymore, but I've been with him 19 years, so it will get better, I mean, you, honestly.
1: Are you, uh, hang on, are you, are you still going out with this, this in inverted commas, new partner?
9: Yeah, George, yeah. We but you don't live my, with him? No, no, oh. we did live for a while, and then we sort of split up for a bit, because, you know, he was we yeah. a bit controlling and whatever. Huh? I love him to be... He's 11 years older than me. Right. But we we adore each other. We, I just couldn't live with him anymore because of this certain things.
1: This is incredible. This is incredible. But you're still but, in a relationship.
9: Yeah, yeah. How far away does he it?
1: live?
9: Uh, about 10 minutes away. He's got a flat in one end of... Um, in Upton, I... And I live... But I, I I moved out of Runcorn, I moved to Seacum, we kept in touch, oh. and then he lost his house and I got him another place down here nearer to me. And we see each other every day.
1: This is wonderful. I think you might... Oh, it's, this it's, is, it's, it's, this might be yeah. the key to longevity.
9: He's a pain in the backside sometimes, but at least then if that that's the case, I can go, I'm going home now, bye.
1: And uh, do you know home. what? I think that is why a lot of marriages or, or people, couples living together, it doesn't, because because if you're in, you know, like a small flat or a small house and you haven't, there is nowhere you can storm off to. Yeah. We all need to storm off sometimes yeah. and just cool out, guys. And yeah. if you've got, you know, if you've got your, like, I'm going to bed. Well, I'll be up in 10 minutes. And then you'll, it, it, it can, that tension just brews and brews and brews like oh, a big yeah. fart. But yeah. if you're able to go, right, I'm going home. And when you've, when you've calmed down, give me a call tomorrow and we'll talk about that must be amazing. You go on, you watch a film, you play yeah. with the
9: cat. The five cats, which I'm getting onto in a minute. Yep.
7: Five <laughs> cats.
9: I can turn around and say we can we cannot talk for say two weeks. I think the longest we haven't talked for uh, was eight weeks, a few years ago. Wow. Um, I just left him, left him to to brew, and I and then one day he said, uh, "Are you coming up tomorrow?" And I went. Yeah, okay. And we carry on.
1: Wow. Um
9: it sounds, it it, sounds it, awesome. he yes, he's very set in his ways, but because I've taken because I took control of myself again in my life after I had my second bout of breast cancer, um I went, I'm not doing this anymore. We either do this or we do that and we get on fine. Yeah. We still have our ups and our spats, but I can turn round now and say to him, because I don't live in his house anymore, I've got my own place, I can turn round and say to him, not interested.
1: How do you know he's not shagging? (laughs)
9: <laughs> he's 67 lovey <laughs> <laughs> how do you know she's not <laughs> yeah exactly exactly if i, I have have enough problems getting to my own bed of the night with five cats I've got no okay. to well, tell me about else. tell
1: me about the five cats because i've got three <laughs> right. and there is yeah, a very strong is, chance i'm getting two more next I week
9: i know this is what i found up about now i i had i've got three of my own and my son's two cats because when he lost his house and his ex-girlfriend had two of theirs. He said, can you look after the cats for a while Mum?" Yeah. And I said, yeah, of course I can. That was three years ago. Mm-hmm. they got them. And I, do you know what? I, I don't think I could part with them. And he supplies the food for them and everything because I love my son. Yeah. Um,
1: that food but, costs a fortune.
9: Uh, yeah, it does a bit. But he pays for it. I mean, if I phone him up when he gets paid and I'll say, Jason, I've... I need some money for cat food and cat biscuits <laughs> and cat litter. He'll go, right, okay. And he'll just send me £20. Brilliant. You
7: know,
9: for the, for the cats for, for whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, if, if he needs money off me, I go, hi mum, have you got a 10 to send me till next week? Go, yeah, okay, here we go. I'll send him 10. Yeah. So that's the, he's 32 now, Jason. But my daughter is <laughs> called Steph.
1: <laughs> oh, Steph!
9: Here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we're not going there because oh. I've got right. I've got Jasmine's ten. She's a Siamese. Yes. Crystal is white. Racist. Tinsel was born on Christmas Day, so my granddaughter
3: called her Tinsel. These cats all sound like strippers. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Catherine! A little
1: bit of respect. These are Jackie's babies.
5: High class strippers, but my babies. (laughs) Strippers? (laughs) You're
9: talking about
1: strippers? You carry on, Jackie.
9: Right. I've got Tinsel. She's four or five, I think now. And then I've got Wilson, Wilson, who was named Jason's cat So Wilson and Sheldon. Wilson is out of the TV series House.
1: Yeah, and Sheldon is and from um, that science programme. Big, big, big Bang, Bang. Yeah, Theory, yeah. yeah.
9: yeah. So the, the two kittens he was given because one of our family cats was, had to be put down because she broke her leg. Hey. And uh, Tiggy. So, but... I've got Jasmine, um when I met George, he had two Siamese, and they were called Jasmine and Jasper. Oh. Which I think are really good names for cats.
1: I don't like Siamese cats. Oh, Jasmine. They're so snooty. Uh, They're so no, snooty.
9: Jasmine, I mean, normally I could be talking to somebody on the phone. She's lying on me by the side of my bed at the moment. Um, but they talk to you. If I was to say to Jasmine now, say hello, say hello. She'd normally make a noise and go, wow. She, that was you? Wow. That's yeah, you. That was me? No, she's not saying it now. That's, that's, <laughs> that's my impression of her. But she's, she, no, she's... He's Does your house like
1: stink? Them. That's the question, because this is my fear. When I told my boys I might be getting two more cats, they laughed, they fell in love when I sent the picture, but my only said, Daddy, your house is going to stink even worse. Even worse! I mean, they yeah. do
3: contribute to the stink, They be do, honest. they're
1: very farty, my boys. But I, I get woken up in yeah. the night, Jackie, by a really oh, yeah. smelly poo from the cats. Yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah.
9: Now, um, I'm very good at that, because when, obviously, if what, because the majority of them, um, A house cat. Yeah. They do go out in the garden. Jasmine doesn't go out very often, so okay. she obviously goes. But I do get woken up in the night, and I, if I wake up and I go, I can hear the litter tray Uh-oh. in the utility room yeah. going. Yeah. And then I wait, and then I go, no, I've got to get up.
1: You can mm. smell it.
9: And I get up, and I get up straight away, and I change the litter tray straight away because I know I just can't go back to sleep while well. I know that's been done. So obviously, and I'm only in a I'm only in a one-bedroom flat. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> you know what I mean. So,
1: Jackie, it, wait, are you time. telling me that I should get those two extra cats? Yeah. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> it's happening then. It's happening well, as long as the RSPCA give me the thumbs up. Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> good evening, James. Hello. How's it going? It's all right. What you got for us? Good. Good.
10: Um, cat names. I thought um, I could. Um, if, if I go common for the boy you could be uh Dave or
1: Brian God, well Brian is Brian is one of my favorites at the moment okay um but not my Dave thinking, the name the name Dave <coughs> I find even in humans I find it such a terrible tedious I just I, I've never met a nice Dave they're all arseholes.
10: <laughs> yeah I know what you mean um all right um my thinking. isn't that, I, that right Dave my, uh, my thinking behind Dave's Brian gone. was,
1: um, Hang on a minute, James. Is that right, Dave? Not yours. <laughs> <That'd be> yours. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> See? They're vulgar. They're vulgar, James. <laughs> <laughs> that's... That's as muck. Quite, a good, quite a good answer, isn't it? It is quite a good answer. then. But, um,
10: but, um, yeah, so, uh, for a girl, I was thinking Daisy or Willow.
1: I, well, Willow is Cass' pussy. Yes. And Daisy is someone I work with that I didn't particularly, you know... I, I, you know, Daisy is someone I worked with, so I,
10: I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't call her Daisy. Right. Well, I've got another one for you. I mean, we we had a cat when I was uh, when I was like ten, eleven, twelve. We had a cat, and she was called Ginny. Jenny. Jenny. Um, Jenny. G I double N Y.
1: Why was she called that?
10: Jenny. Um, I've no idea. I think my parents called her it. That's
1: all right.
7: But,
10: but I was I was always fascinated by the by these beautiful green eyes she had, and I wanted to call her Jade like the stone
1: jade jade my it's, jade princess because
10: she did she just had these really, she jade was really lover. quite. she wasn't much of a house cat she was really quite wild you know it's like yeah. she wouldn't sit on your lap and her and have cuddles she was kind of like Do you know what? i ain't got time for you i've got to go outside and hunt for something yeah but she she did i just i just wanted to call her jade because she had these most beautiful piercing green eyes yeah but um but yeah, I was, I'm a big fan of Brian May, the guitarist for Queen. You know I've
1: been, to, you know I've been to, um, his garage. Who, Brian May? Yeah, you know what's, There's, if you go on YouTube and type in Ian Lee Vox amplifiers, there's a program I made years ago about the history of Vox. Yeah. And I went to Brian May's garage where he actually parks his car uh, on his estate. Mm-hmm. And I stood right next to him while he played his red guitar. And I'm not a massive Queen fan, right, but even I was blown away, and I said, what happens if you flick that pickup switch, Brian, what noise does that give you? And I'm stood, literally, I'm stood next to him, he goes, oh, that, that's the, uh, the bow rap sound, and he started playing Bohemian Rhapsody to me. No way. No uh, way, honestly. And I'm it's not a it, huge Queen uh, fan, but you see, for a second, you see 15-year-old me, I look at the camera and just do this massive grin while he plays it for me. Yeah,
10: that's it, I mean, I'm the same as you, I'm, I'm not, um, I like, Quite a few their songs but I'm not
1: yeah
10: um, I'm not a crazy fan, but um but I just I did a radio interview uh when I was at college oh. with Anita Dobson, his oh, wife. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um it used to be Angewatts in these tensions. Yes, of course she did. Um and yeah, she's absolutely lovely and they, they got she the got she rolled up in this massive uh, massive black Mercedes with her own driver and Wonderful. everything. And I was just like, Your husband's Brian May, isn't it? And I was like uh, like you 're lovely she was the um what do you call it uh sort of vice president of the charity uh that that, that that was part of the college I went to
1: right okay okay
10: and um and so we were just doing kind of promotional charity kind of radio interviews and um, i was sat next to her
1: and it blew it, it blew your mind james thank you very much for that oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand we've got dave we got chris and we got ben i'm reminded I, years and years ago when he was still just a baby i did some gigs with matt lucas and we were sort of not oh, i don't want to say friends but we sort of knew each other a bit and i would drive he couldn't drive I don't think he still can. No, he
3: can't,
1: can he? And I would drive him to gigs. I remember driving him to Brighton and stuff, and he's a huge Queen fan, like a massive Queen fan. And I remember we were driving back from Brighton, and I took him home, he was, he was in northwest London, like Kensington or something, and he was just doing Shooting Stars, and he was doing his character, Sir Bernard Chumley. Sir Bernard Chumley? Sir Bernard Chumley Warner. Anyway, but whoever. whatever. And th- he spent a lot of the journey we talking about the monkeys and about Queen, right, and how he loved Queen. And we're driving along. And I went, bloody hell, that's Brian May there. And it was, it was Brian May. And he got all nervous. And I said, why don't we go and talk to him? He said, oh, no, 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 I can't. And this, I said, this is when Shooting Stars was huge. I said, but Matt, you're famous. You work with Vic and Bob. He will know who you are. No, 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 I can't. I said, look, we, we can pull, he's there. We'll pull, we'll pull over and we can get out. And, and if it's weird, we'll get back in and we drive. On. He said, no, 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 I can't, I, I, I can't. And he got really nervous and we, we drove off. I think he's worked with Queen loads of times <laughs> since, but, um, it's funny seeing him all starstruck with Brian May from Queen, the guitarist. Oh, three, four, four. Four nine nine one thousand, the late night alternative every week night from ten with Kath and Ian and Talk Radio. Experience the unconventional.
0: Hello. The unpredictable. Don't you think that's a bit weird? And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday. With rule free Ian Lee. Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of content. The late night alternative with Ian Lee.
11: I hate alarm clock, Hate going to work.
0: On Talk Radio.
1: Good evening, Dave.
12: Good evening, you too. Hope you're well.
1: Very well, Dave. What can we do for you on this wonderful Wednesday, November the 6th? I tweeted
11: you earlier some pictures from the Tlau Granada. I thought we weren't getting niche enough.
1: (laughs) They were, uh, yeah, they were good. It was was the place to go. It was was where, no, it wasn't where I saw the young ones. I saw the young ones at the Fulcrum.
11: At the Fulcrum, yeah. That's where I saw Bucks Fizz.
7: <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, mate.
11: That's that my first gig, seeing Bucks Fizz at the Slough Room. There you go. But,
1: but I, I've got a soft spot for Bucks Fizz. I saw him um, I, last year, maybe, or the year before at the uh, Theatre Royal in Windsor, and it was an excellent, excellent show they put on. It was after, I
11: think it was after the coach crash, I think. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. It was after Jay had left, I think. Um, oh, so, uh, okay. Yeah.
1: All right. How may, it, we've got. Um, I've got to send it out. I must email Siobhan tomorrow. We've got Wadi coming in at some point, right? There's only one original member. And I'm at the stage now. I don't really care. I don't really care. Uh, You know, particularly with these Heritage Acts, how Mm. many original members there are. It used to be a joke in the 70s and the 80s, didn't it, about... I remember my parents seeing, like, the Temptations or the Drifters or something.
11: The Drifters... Yeah. Once toured with no original members. Yeah, yeah. and
1: they were—they they saw them at Blazers in Windsor, and uh, they came back and said there was no, there was no original Drifters in it.
11: I'm being leashed now. I, I saw Tommy Cooper at Blazers in Windsor. Did you? Supported by Lenny Henry.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa! How old are you? Oh your age, but well, how did you get like to Blazers? Blazers was like a nightclub, yeah, like a proper nightclub in the seventies like cor- and
11: eighties. Yeah, it was a corporate thing. My dad, you know, um, went to and he managed to sneak me in I was a big fan of Lenny Henry from Tiz was, I guess. Yeah, this would have been nineteen eighty-two or three. Tommy Cooper died about eighty-four, didn't he? This so. is
1: incredible to me. Bla and Blazers must have closed down in about eighty-five, eighty-six, right? Blazers yeah, yeah, for me.
6: It wasn't long after. Is that. this
1: mysterious? place, this wonderful kind of adult emporium, and my parents would go very, very occasionally, it was a big night if they went to Blazers, and it was and I know nothing, now it's like a uh, well, I think think it's next door to where Subway is now in Windsor, and I think it's just like a, they have like, back to the 90s time machine, that kind of thing. In Windsor, is it? In Windsor, right. In Windsor. And, um... You went inside Blazers? Dear God, man, you've seen... i a couple of
11: times. I think, I think I went back to see Lady Henry again, I think. What was it like inside? It was that, Glamorous. you know, archetypal thing of sort of a cabaret sort of setting with lots of tables with glasses and chicken in a basket and, you oh, know... the glamour. And lots of cigarette smoke and, you know... Yeah, yeah,
1: wow. And I bet you felt proper growing up sat there yeah. watching um, um, Tommy Cooper. <laughs>
11: Yeah, uh, so the second time was Lenny Henry again, I think. He was headlining, and his support was Martin Daniels, son of Paul.
1: Whoa! <laughs> Why do I think of, when I think of Martin Daniels, I think of Martin Daniels, but in very tight speedos. God knows. Well, right. Because I'm he, sure he did, he did a trick on, he I can He did
11: saying on his dad's show, didn't
1: he? Yeah, yeah, and he was uh, in very small, tight speedos. <laughs> Where is Martin Daniels these days? He's I still, have no idea. He's still around. Didn't he? There was another son, wasn't there? Mm. Wasn't there like a Brendan Daniels or something
11: <laughs> that... D- that died? It was kept, kept in the attic,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was kept in the attic. Of, of course, we all know, um, not in any way linking Martin Daniels with this, it's just a train of thought. We all know um, what happened to Ronnie Barker's son. I
11: uh, yeah, I can't remember.
1: He's um, a sex offender.
11: Oh, right, uh.
1: Yeah. Well, it was the 70s, you know? yeah, It was the 70s. It was all the Wow, you've been inside blazers. My word. Go on, Catherine, let's have an update on the Daniel Sons.
3: He's got three sons, Gary, Paul and Martin. Um...
1: Gosh, I mean, the, pro- the, the proper solid... Names, aren't they? Gary, Paul, and Martin. they
3: proper 80s children's yeah, names. Yeah, very much so. They'll come back in. Yeah. Our grandchildren will be called something similar, because they'll be named after their grandparents. Of course they will. So There'll be Wayne's all over the shop.
11: Yep. So he named one of his kids after his own fake
3: name. Yeah, Paul Daniels was? Jr. Oh, yeah.
11: Because mm. he's Ted Daniels.
3: Um,
11: he's what? He was Ted Daniels. Shut um, up, man.
3: So. His name he is M- Newton Edward Daniels.
11: Yeah, his first wife said, well, he might call himself Paul, but he's, you know, he's Ted Daniels to me, you know. Wow. He's always been Ted Daniels.
1: Really? I mean, I do think it's a little bit too soon to be discussing Paul's uh, personal life. You know, he's, he's not been passed more than five years. But it, this is a revelation. Yeah. Uh,
3: Debbie's been talking about uh, her falling out with Paul Daniels <laughs> you Jr. You
1: know, uh, a few years ago, I had a text from Debbie McGee, because I'd done Come Dine with me, with her. And we got on really, really well. And she sent me a text saying, "Oh, me and Paul are having a sort of, um, we're renewing our vows, and we'd love to invite you and your wife along." I was like, "I am so up for that. I am so." She so was at their house. Their house is amazing, and it's and I said, "And I said, I'm I'm totally up for that. Yeah, you, you let us know where and when, and we'll be there." And we thought this is going to be amazing. And then she got back a little while later to remind me. That it was being filmed for a TV show on like some channel, and I just thought, I don't want to play that game. I don't really want to play that game, so we didn't go in the end. It was being it was being filmed. For, but, you know, Tarby could have been there and Lucie. It, it would have uh, been all of that. It would have been all of that lot. But I just felt a little. She hadn't made it clear that it was it was a, it was basically been set up for a TV show. She hadn't made it clear in the initial invitation, and uh, and I was I'm always very coy about playing that kind of game, and uh, I didn't fancy
3: it. Also, you didn't tend to drag your wife around and have her filmed and stuff. She's not really into that, Oh, no, no, no,
1: exactly. But she was excited at the thought of, um, going. Here we go, look, um, uh, C says, the only one and only pop concert I've ever been to was Bucks Fizz in 1989. Look. Getting out of the Bucks Fizz vibe. (laughs) Anyway, Dave, what was the, why did you call in, sir? I can't
11: remember. I was still sad about Paul Daniels, though. He became a sort of joke towards the end, because he was...
1: Absolutely massive when I was about, you know. Mr. Saturday Night. I, I, so I, I, I've said this so many times. We had him on the show. We had him on the show, didn't we, Catherine? Mm. And we had him on the phone, and he was waiting for the punch. He was waiting for the piss take. He was waiting for the... But really, we all think you're crap. And, I, and I'm like you. He was Mr. Saturday Night. There was nothing more exciting for me than the Paul Daniels magic show, BBC One, about half past seven, eight o'clock on a Saturday night. It was everything... Saturday night TV should be. It was big. It was loud. It was sh- it was mysterious. It was a bit scary. I oh, thought it was fantastic. He- and he's a brilliant one of the best magicians in the world. Yeah, uh, you
11: know, at some point where he just became naff. I guess they're like everything else, you know, these things have their time. But...
1: I think he was. I-, I think he was quite difficult to work with. I've heard from people mm. that he was quite difficult to work with, and also I think there was. um that thing that's really hard not to get involved in, and I've seen it with a lot of stars, David Jones of The Monkey spring to mind, there was that bitterness when they fell out of fashion and when mm. work was not quite as forthcoming as perhaps it once was. And there's, there's an attitude that some of these old school entertainers have. I've had it a bit to a certain extent. I deserve to be on the telly. Mm. And the, the reason I'm not on the telly is there's a sort of conspiracy kind of thing against me.
3: But also, that magic, magic in general went out of fashion for a long did time, off, didn't
1: yeah, it? Yeah, he did, he did. But he did, he did, um, Every Second Counts. He did, yeah. Uh, and, um, what was the other quiz show he did? Odd, odd One Out? No. Every Second Counts. I
11: remember Every Second Counts.
1: He did another one. He did another one. I think he took over. Don't oh, Google it. To, he did, uh, the from, one that Monkhouse did as well. He took over from Monkhouse, yeah. I remember, like, a board... Yeah, I can't remember. Go oh, you can Google it now, Catherine. All right.
3: Google
1: it. <laughs> you can Google it I now. remember
3: him doing Whizbit. I used to love that show.
1: That was scary, that show.
3: It was scary. I loved it. Yeah.
1: Ha, huh, ha, huh, uh, this away. Ha, huh, ha, huh, that away. Ha, huh, ha, huh, this away. My, oh, my. Then I got a rabbit. Rabbit, <laughs> rabbit. Then I got a rabbit. Every
3: him? second counts.
1: Bob's Full House? No something about Wipeout, was it Wipeout? Oh, Wipeout! Ah, yeah! He did Wipeout. Not the one where you're on an assault course, no. 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 No, wow. the other one. That
3: Here go. shows. Dealing with Daniels. Every second counts. The farm. Participant. It's a knockout. Judge. Odd One Out. Strictly Come Dancing. Participant. Wipeout. X Factor. Battle of the Stars.
1: Did you say Odd One Out?
3: Yeah. Odd One Out. Yeah. yeah I said– it
1: is that. I said that earlier. He was on the farm. Wasn't he on the farm with, like, Coolio or, um, uh... <laughs> well, what was the one where Rebecca Loose tossed off a pig? I mean, it film. was that one, yeah. I yeah. never saw
3: it, but everyone heard about it, Some
1: didn't
3: they? show. I? Dave, thanks for lowering the tone
1: even further. Anytime. Thank you, mate. See you at the weekend. Dave's coming to our show in Brighton as our celebrity audience members, Jake Schillingford from My Life Store. Hello, Ben. You're on the air. Hello? Hello. Yes, Ben. Ian? Hey,
13: yes. I believe you've got an issue with people called Dave. Yeah, I think they're idiots. Well, I've got a... i have got I just came up with a situation, Ian. Did you come up with a situation, Ben? Yeah. Wow. You know that I will attack you? I think it was called Dave, and and he had a perfectly good reason to
1: attack you. Ben, (laughs) you're good. This guy... We need to get this guy on board as a scriptwriter, Catherine. He good. Ian? I'm not finished with you yet,
13: darling. All right, my love. Your flamboyantness and your freelanciness is just not good. It doesn't make yourself look good. I remember you, look at you in the 90s when you was a and a, and a junkie. And look at you now, <laughs> you're just
1: a fig. You let yourself go. You've got. Thank a- you very much, Ben. When I was a split head and a junkie? Yeah. Wow. In the
3: 90s, before you were on telly. Well, what did he I mean. know? I right, know it's funny. Let's just
1: see if he's still.
3: there. Uh... Ian,
13: can I can I give you a good
1: question? No, you can't Ben because I don't think you're capable of giving a good question because I think you are a dick. <laughs> yes, uh... Thanks for your call. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone. And What was that about? Let's go to Chris. Good evening, Chris. Good evening. Chris, what have you got for us? Uh, um, uh, We've got three minutes, so let's let's just get to the nub. Right.
2: Um, talking about cats. My cat. Name was Jess.
1: Yep. Like Postman Pat.
2: Well, he, he was a lovely cat.
1: Yeah, like, Don't like, let like, like, so the same name as Postman Pat's cat. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Yes. Yep.
2: Well, uh, all right. It's not criticism. I'm just pointing it out. N- Sixteen years he, he lived for. Gosh. And little cat. Yeah. I looked after
1: him for, <laughs> for years. For how long, how many years? Pardon? You looked after him for what? Sixteen.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's how long he lived. And he buggered off. (laughs) I know. It's like the women I I
1: I've I've been with. You just 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 bored them stupid, I guess. Uh, And I, you you got
2: this thing about I'm being bored all the time.
1: No, no, not you being not you being bored.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Talking about die. Or, or david or dave uh, yeah yes
1: uh-huh.
2: mm-hmm. i had a terrible relationship with uh, a somebody i didn't know she was married but, but and her husband was doing time five years in yeah. the cayman islands oh. or robbing millions of dollars okay and oh, i get myself into trouble see yes. terrible
1: Okay, tell us the story. Keep keep going with the story. Don't don't take a breather.
2: Um. Well, I did. Do, yeah. I don't know. I uh, yeah. I ended up having a relationship with her.
7: Yep. Yeah.
2: And he used to phone up from his prison cell in the Cayman. Mhm. Uh, it's um Carl in there, and I don't know. Oh. Yeah. oh what's going on now? Yeah. Okay. See, I give up with women. I do. Okay.
1: Because I get myself into trouble. You certainly do. You certainly do, Stanley. And, and his name was Dave. There we go. We got... That was it. I, I, I was wondering why you were telling us this. I know. You can <laughs> never don't. trust a Dave, Chris. I know. I,
2: because I'm Welsh. I, 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 why you I what, sorry? And I, well, I'm Scottish, actually. There we go. That's better. you, you never mentioned being Welsh before. I know. I didn't. Okay. Uh, oh, did I mention about my eyesight? Oh, yeah, you're blind. Oh, oh, one of the girls over the shop, she went shopping for me. Yeah, I know, you, t- you tell us this all the time. Oh, Anyway, I, know, that, I do repeat myself. I do apologize.
1: Uh, apology is not accepted, Chris. Thank you very much. 0344-499-1000 uh, is the telephone number. This is The Late Night Alternative. We're on every weeknight from 10 on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative
0: with Ian Lee yes. Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
1: rubber sole where there is a on a bootleg there is a wildly different version and i thought it was um i thought it was deluxe oh i've got deluxe revolver disc one and disc two What and disc three what the hell is that what do we think might be on there um um okay. I thought there was there was a version some and I, then I've got revolver sessions, disc one, two, three and four. I've got so many bootlegs. What I wanna know is I thought there was a song on rubber soul where there was a wildly different version circulating. And I can't think what it is. Can someone can someone tell me what song I'm thinking of, please? Thank you very much indeed. Oh three, four, 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 nine, nine.
3: Any psychics listening? This is your time.
1: Thank you very much indeed. Uh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Mary has called in. Good evening, Mary. Hello. Mary Ann with the shaky hand. Yes, Mary.
13: I I love to have a shaky hand of you because Ian, I came to talk to you tonight. I think you're gorgeous,
8: gorgeous with a capital G. You are beautiful, and don't listen to that person before.
1: You. Hello, Ben. Who? Come on, man. What, what, what do you want to say? Come on. Right, are you going to cut me off or not? Well, are you going to be a prick or not? Not a full-on, not a full-on one, no. Okay, well, what, I mean, if you just want to phone up and say that I used to take drugs in the 90s, well, I mean, yeah, so what, everyone knows I used to take drugs in the 90s, and for a bit of the 2000s as well, so what? You're taking drugs now, so what? Who cares? How do you know that? Because you sound like you're absolutely off your mat. Listen, one drug user I'm can sniff the only sober out one in the room. One drug user... Sorry? I'm the only sober one in the room. Okay, listen, well, what... Well, I mean, what do you want to say? Because, it, by the way, you calling me a junkie is not an insult. I'm a junkie. I say it. I'm, I'm about to write a book about being a junkie. I'm a junkie. So, So, what do you really want to say?
13: I'm going to make a statement, Ian, and this might sound patronising, right? But okay, I don't if, think it's,
1: it's, if it's sweary or libelous, it won't get broadcast, because I can dump no, it.
13: No, 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 no. You know, back in the day when you had a bit of a problem, I'm not going to say which problem, but you know the one, would you not feel ha- slightly happier that in the future that you're going to make some pennies talking about your issues? Like, you'd, ne- you'd never think, like, being high in the or thinking... Well, in the next twenty years' time, I'm going to make a couple of grand just by talking about I was a smackhead.
1: I was never a smackhead.
13: All right, then. Sorry for saying that. Well, whatever you take him.
1: Well, see, so you don't know anything about it, and, and yet you're. I don't know what your point is.
13: All right, then Ian. Can I ask you one more question? Well, you haven't then? asked me any
1: questions yet. You've just sat here rambling like like a stoner, like a boring stoner.
13: All right, then Ian. What is back in the back in the good? I'm not going to go then. through
1: the list of drugs that I've taken. No, no, if that's no, no, no no, no, no.
13: I'm not going to ask what drugs. Not, I'm thinking. not
1: going to do a shopping list.
13: No, I'm going to say what gave you the, the best eye. Well,
1: I'm, and I'm not going obviously I'm not going to answer that question.
13: Can I talk about when I had mushrooms?
1: No, because drug drug, th- th- you know, kind of war stories and stories about getting high are very rarely only interesting to the person that um that I- has lived them. Oh, can I tell you a ghost story, then? No. The, 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 no. No, this is a ghost story. Yeah. I don't want to hear your ghost story. I
13: think... I don't... I don't... I
1: don't, I don't believe that you have a ghostly experience. What I want to know is, Ben, if that's your real yeah. name, is... Why did you call no, up? What were you, what were you hoping to get out of this? Pleasure. Okay. And is that pleasure just for you and your mates in, in the room? Mainly or? for myself,
13: I am say-this, and I like... I like what I'm doing to you, Ian.
1: But it's what are you doing? Sort of but what are you doing to me, Ben? Do you think you're you're hurting me?
13: I am exposing for you, you really are, and you have issues. What,
1: what? What? How? In what way are you exposing me? I'm a little confused.
13: I am giving you the cravings to relapse.
1: You're giving me the what?
13: I'm giving you the motive and the cravings to 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 relapse and, and to,
1: to. You're trying to encourage me, me to relapse. Again
13: to get that high again. That's I had you a relapse,
1: that. I had a relapse, um, nearly 20 months ago. I, I finished a relapse nearly 20 months ago.
13: And was it great? Did you have a good time?
1: No, oh, it was, uh, it was, no, it wasn't very nice, no.
13: No, but Ian, you're making out euros on the her- some heavy stuff. You a- smoked a bit of herb, that's nothing.
1: Okay, well, here's the thing. You can get addicted to smoking a bit of herb, um, and if ian i 'm not going to start smoking suburbs and
13: say i 'm a victim uh, i'm ad- 'm I'm addicted I go around um, chocolate but people and the you boxes. know
1: people can be addicted to marijuana that's that 's a fact no yeah well this is this is the schoolboy myth that that, that turns out is factually incorrect you you can, can be addicted, you get addicted
7: to,
13: it.
1: to eating pies as well yes, you can you can food addiction yeah no you can't yes you can you are the perfect example. Uh, the the perfect you know display Brexit, of, of people. why people why white people you're the perfect example of if you everyone to say don't take drugs kids you just play them this call of ben just just rambling on but it's boring and that's the thing about being a junkie right I had some great I had some great times as a junkie. I had some real laughs. I had some amazing sex. I met some incredible people. I was in the company of some wonderful people amazing right amazing times I had a laugh amazing times, but it 's that much it 's that much the rest of it that much my the first that much is is tiny. my finger and thumb are very close together the The rest of it, my arm stretched out wide oh, it's so boring yeah so boring, just, the, there's so much waiting, being a junkie is about planning and waiting You're So You so, I've spent so much time in my car because, oh Ben's gone I was going to bring him back, but he's gone i um, it spent so much time in my car waiting for a dealer, because mm. he'd say I'd be there at 12, so I'd get there at 10 and text him saying, I, I know I'm early, but I'm nearby in, in case, he said, well yeah, I'll be there at 12 okay, well I'm nearby, and then he wouldn't turn up till 3, you know and then you'd have a little bump to get you home and then you'd get it, it, so much of it is waiting. It's so boring. And the, the, the sex and the funny conversations and the company and the, the giggling and the... the, the, the it, it's, it's tiny. That percentage is tiny. The rest of it is boring or painful.
3: The other thing is that it's not real and uh, cocaine never made anyone less of a dick.
1: The, uh, and all that energy is, is artificial energy and it all has to be paid back with interest, I found out um but you know drugs are fun i i, I can't lie about it there are certain there is a reason ecstasy is called ecstasy But for me, there are some people that can take a pill and they don't do it again for six months. That's fine if that's your bag, man. But there are also a lot of people that they they, they can't. You you take a pill and you start to come down. I think I'll have another three pills. And you start to come down and you go, I'm going to have another couple of pills. And everyone around you is going, we're going to go to bed. No, 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 come on. Come on, stay up, stay up. We're going to go to bed. And you've got the horrible come downs. You've got the the, the clucking when you can't get anything. All of it. It's just, it's, you know, the, the, the... the pleasure is tiny. There was pleasure, but it was tiny. For me, the rest of it was tedium, at best, um, and, and, and horrific pain, uh, at worst. But uh, but you can get addicted to marijuana. That's another thing. I remember that. Well, you can't get addicted to weed. You, you can. First, per- Second person I ever met in recovery, when I got picked up to be taken to my first ever meeting, and there was a guy in the car, and he told me he was, his problem was he was addicted to weed. And I'm thinking, what? What? Business. He addicted to weed. You can't be. I've since met loads of people that have been addicted to weed. Turns out you can. You can. I've met loads of people. Um And um, I'm talking about drugs again. I get a bit bored talking about drugs on here because you've heard it all a million
3: times. Still, Ben seemed nice.
1: Ben was a Ben was a nice guy. Oh, this was it. Thank you. This is the. This is what I was thinking of. This is what I was thinking of. Here we go. This is the Beatles song. Here we go. That's completely different. Thank you, Dave. Here we go. See, Psychics. This is it. What song is this going to be? Hang on.
3: I I got it then with a drum. Hang on.
1: Very famous Beatles song done completely differently. I'm going to play a little bit further. It's a great version. It's a great version.
12: I was alone, I took a ride, I oh, oh. I would
1: find there. Listen to the nuts backing vocals in a minute. Another road
7: where maybe I could see another kind of mind there. Just to hold you And had you gone You knew in time We'd meet again For I told Uh you
1: just never quite takes off. But the backing vocals are incredible.
7: What can I do, what can I be, when I'm with you, I want to stay there. If I'm true, I'll never leave, and if I do, I know the way there.
3: that song was the first other beatles song i felt like i discovered myself right it's
1: a great song because
3: my parents used to play like the hits so i'd get she loves you and i want to hold your hand and all that sort of stuff and i remember being about 14 and stumbling across got to get you into my life and i thought that's a belter why don't i know that
1: song and the, the, the version that was released is some song good evening brian
12: Hi, my favourite Beatles song is uh, When My Guitar
1: Gently Weeps. When My Guitar <laughs> Gently, 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 gently Weeps!
12: It is, it's a fantastic song. It
1: hey, is, the Beatles, oh, are good. <laughs> Beatles are good, I like them.
12: Yeah, um, I was only four years old actually when poor John Lennon was shot.
1: Oh, so you're uh, out of the, the running then? You, you have an alibi, you were at a nursery. Okay, that's good to know.
12: Yeah. <laughs> this is a tragedy but I was going to ask you about um, I'm sure you know when you were talking about um, Paul um, oh god oh, I forgot. Daniels I forgot yeah sorry I'm sure Paul Daniels is from my part of the world I'm sure he's from um, Teesside somewhere because he's he, he did appear on Tainty's television wasn't
1: for, he f- is, wasn't he from Yorkshire
12: um, uh, I'm, I'm sure so. he's from a place called Eagles Chris, but I don't know if spoken, I thought
1: he was a doer Yorkshireman
3: Oh, right. Well, I thought he from South, and, well, South Bank, North, North Yorkshire. Is he? Oh, I thought
12: he was from uh, Cleveland, um, uh, I'm uh, sure. Uh, uh, unlucky,
1: unlucky, Brian, you mm. cannot claim Daniels as one of your own.
12: Oh, okay then. But um, I've, have you ever heard of the animals before? Because my um, dad knows the animals quite well. Yeah, it's yeah, well, I've got.
1: Well, I know the al- See, here's the thing. I know the animals quite well. Um, there are cows, pigs. Cats, I've got cats. Yeah. No, I only know three of the animals.
12: Oh, right, I was thinking about Eric Burden and um, Alan Price. Uh, oh, you mean East the pop group, school. the animals? Yeah, oh yeah, the pop group, yeah. He's going to school with me, Dad, Alan Price, um, oh. years ago. Um, he had a song out called The Jarrow Song. did de did
1: I don't remember yeah, the yeah, Jerry song. I have reminded. We didn't get back to that guy whose granddad was in um, Badfinger. He was
3: going to get back to <laughs> he us. He did one, get yeah. back
1: to us, and we I, we didn't reply. Ah. I'll reply to him tomorrow. I'll reply to you tomorrow. Sorry. Yeah, I
12: think he actually left the animals and went solo. Uh, Alan Price. Alan Price did. He did, did um,
1: Simon Smith and his amazing dancing bear. Yeah, or was that Georgie Fame? It, I, no, that was Alan Price. Georgie one, Fame did uh, stop, "Stop the Carnival."
12: carnival
1: that was Georgie no, Fame, wasn't it? "Stop the Carnival." Stop
12: the carnival! Do, 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 do. I'm sure it was on
1: his track. Was that Alan Price or Georgie Fame?
12: I'm not too sure. That I was, was Alan I Fane.
1: think, I think "Stop the Carnival" was Georgie Fame, and oh, Alan Price was Simon there. Smith and his amazing dancing bear.
12: Yeah, I think you're probably right. You you you've got more
1: knowledge about music. I, than well, I am, I'm just I more boring than than you are about music. That's <laughs> that's all it is. Brian, listen, we've got to move on. Nice to talk to you, man. Thank you very much. And we return to an empty switchboard after a flurry of activity. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The late night alternative every week night from ten with lovely Catherine Boyle and the delightful. <laughs> okay, delightfully in late. Take a trip into the alternate reality.
0: Of late night radio.
12: I think I'm in something like the Matrix, and so are
0: you. The late night alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there on
1: talk radio? Hello. We used to have a Christian fundamentalist phoning this show, I and mean, we 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 stopped him phoning because I, I thought what what he was saying was 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 dangerous and, and hurtful, uh, but uh, and, and could incite, you know, something. I'm sure that he mentioned this. I've certainly, I, I'm sure he mentioned this. And if it wasn't him, I apologize. But I've certainly heard this argument from other, I've certainly heard this argument from a Christian source, right? A yoga, it, it was him. A yoga teacher has been banned from using a church hall yeah. after being told her classes were not compatible with Christian beliefs. It's, it's not satanic. It, we are worried on find out. It. It's not satanic. It's, um, well, we'll find out, because I can't quite remember the Don't argument. Isn't
3: the argument that it's uh, idolatry, because it comes from... The a Buddhist-type
1: re- yeah. thing. Yeah, something like that. Atsuko Kato, 54, has been teaching yoga for 25 years. God, she must be flexible. Tired. Oh. Including one class attended by a local vicar, and tried to... um My God, she's 10 years older than me. If I look like that and can do that with my body in 10 years' time... I mean,
3: you, you'll be a Japanese woman,
1: but look at how she's folded her legs. <laughs> Can you? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, at Kato 54 has been teaching yoga for 25 years, including one class attended by a local vicar and tried to book the church hall at Pilton in Barnstable, Devon last week, but the church. Here we go, yeah. The church told her yoga cannot be allowed because it does does not acknowledge that there is only one God and that Jesus Christ is God himself. Wow. Yoga originated in northern India and has connections to both Hinduism and Buddhism. But Ms. Kato hit back and described the stance as outdated and claimed yoga had evolved into an exercise for everyone to enjoy. Can I just remind everybody... It's 2019. It's 2019. And somebody in this country still thinks that there is something sinful and unholy about yoga. 2019. We're approaching 2020, guys. She said, in one of my classes, I have a female vicar. Uh Uh-oh, there's your problem. It's a female vicar. (laughs) And they don't seem to have concerns. So I struggle to understand what the problem is. I had never done a class in that hall before, but I was looking for a new venue, and when I phoned around, I spoke, spoke to Pilton Church Hall. They asked me what I wanted to hire it for, and I said to teach a yoga class. They said they cannot tolerate it if it was for yoga, and claimed yoga was not suitable for a church. They said they weren't allowed to host yoga classes because they were a church and it was not compatible with Christian beliefs. No other explanation. That was it. I was very surprised by this attitude. Yoga is so mainstream now. It is, you're right, it's not like the 60s and the 70s. Yoga? What, 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 do you eat that with chopsticks? What is that? It's like like yoga. It's like old people go and do it to be flexible. You
3: can do it once a week without being sent on a retreat and being forced to be silent
1: and... Uh, Ms. Cato from Biddeford in Devon, oh I've been to Biddeford, said the last time she encountered this attitude towards yoga was more than 20 years ago. She added, this did happen to me about 25 years ago when I was running a class in the Salvation Army Hall and told within a few months I would have to close. Someone complained that yoga was a cult, but that in 90, that was in 1997, I would have thought we would have moved on in our views since then. That surprises me, 1997. Mm. These are narrow-minded views. Yoga is uh, yoga as it is practiced now is an exercise class. Yet they are banning it on religious and spiritual grounds just because it originated from India. I've even taught a yoga class which included a vicar. Um, doctors even tell patients to give it a try to help with flexibility. Um, the Reverend Nigel Dilks of Pilton Church explained why the church feels it cannot accommodate yoga. Okay, Nigel Dilks, let's find out. He said, Pilton Church Hall is a church property, and under the terms of the trust deed, it is to be used for activities which are compatible with Christian faith. The test of this is whether a belief or worldview underpinning the activity acknowledges that there is only one God and that the New Testament person of Jesus Christ is God himself. Yoga is one of several activities that claims to confer physical benefits for flexibility and balance, but also claims a spiritual connection which doesn't stand this test. So we say, why not enjoy, for example, Pilates instead? We would welcome Pilate classes to our church hall. Um... That is absolutely insane. Do they
3: allow, like, the drinking of coffee? Because I, I can't remember the last time I, I thought about God while drinking coffee. What, what the hell? Well, I shouldn't say that. What the <laughs> uh, flip are they playing at? Jesus Christ!
1: <laughs> um, that's nuts, right? That is uh, that is nuts that um, someone would do that in 2019.
3: It's not like they're sacrificing chickens or praying to the devil, is it? Oh, man. Do you think they'll let Mor- the kids Morris dance? Because that's pagan. That's pagan, isn't it? I wonder if it's...
1: Well, I don't I don't know. You, I, you do think... It, we're, we're 2019. We're very close to 2020. I listen, it's their hall. They can hire it out exactly. for whatever they want. That's, you know, that's their...
3: But you know exactly what kind of church that is. That's going to be a church that's full of old people. Yeah. Because... Well, you... it,
1: well no. No. It's not going to be full. No. No church is full.
3: A church that has old people in yeah. it. And nobody else. Yeah. Because it, it's not compatible, you say saying it's not compatible with Christianity. They've forgotten what real life is.
1: No. No. We're going to, I think this might be our friend, but we're... Oh, we'll have a little go. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Hello. End. Yes. Oh, have I just come straight through? You've just come straight through, yes.
14: Oh, right. No, I'm going to say I'm not going to start controversial tonight, but I am going to hopefully freak you out. There
1: we go. Let's have it.
14: Well, okay. So I've been working, I've been writing, I'm a writer of a blogger, and as I was listening to your show, it was so, so many things I could have rung up about and talked to you about. Even just the yoga thing now, which has just come up, because I'm actually writing about chakras and energy work.
1: You wouldn't be allowed in this church hall with your your satanic evil Indian nonsense. (laughs)
14: <laughs> i know but that's not the only thing that's happened tonight i could have talked about importance of cannabis including ptsd hymen sex education um we'll, we'll pick
1: one pick one and, and let's have
14: it, it. Uh, oh god the yoga thing i think is important Go on. because that i haven't heard a I haven't heard somebody talk about yoga like that in i guess i would say 20 years yeah yeah it's nuts and um I do have a bit of background on this. I don't know yoga, but I am actually a pagan priestess, and I have been since 2001. Of course you are.
1: And I am really, doing you believe it? No, I, Yeah, no, I believe you. I've got, I've, I'm, I'm, not okay, surpri- cool. I'm not surprised in the slightest that you are.
14: Okay. In the beginning,
1: I was the word?
14: scared about coming out with the it was about coming out of the closet, and um, you know I, I, now I don't give a fig, you know, a fig really, because I've got all the stuff that I'm doing, my kink and my writing. But it strikes me is that yoga must be beneficial for people. But you are, in a way, introducing people to an esoteria, which is energy work, how things flow. And I, I'm just quite two things really. You don't have jump on my bandwagon here, but it strikes me that we're seeing an erosion of human rights that's happened very, very quickly. Huh? And now people are coming on and saying, well, you know, we can't have you practicing yoga because it's old Dennis Wheatley.
1: I'm just baffled by society at the moment. Well, it's not society that's saying you can't do yoga. It's one church hall in, in, in the arse end of Britain. It's, I mean, it's right next to Glastonbury. It's, it's, Pilton, it's, it's near um, Glastonbury Tor, which is odd. As as Dave points oh, out, out they must well, think that they must think it's the gateway to hell. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a ah, very... It's the Pilton Somerset mm-hmm. one, isn't it? Sorry?
14: I didn't hear you say Somerset, but I was thinking Poulton, the Somerset one. Yeah. Um, so obviously yeah, i got that. But no, no, obviously it's not society saying that. But mm. by gum, your one of your first articles was about Hyman, and I read that um piece today on the web a and rapper, I was the
1: rapper who checks his eating your daughter's hymen, makes she's still in so she ain't getting none.
14: No, I mean that's, that's tragic, and I think Kath said that what well, you know, she's been treated like a not a person, a thing. Yeah. Well, I would say... It's like abuse. Client.
1: It's abuse. I don't know
14: how... I don't know how these words are coming out of his mouth... ...and everybody's going... ...oh, well, it is a bit shocking, but... somebody to be doing something... And, ...and you, Nick, hit the nail on the head... That that girl will either go off the rails, as Kath said, or
4: she's going to be in therapy for decades. Well, here's the thing: that they are apparently
1: they have a reality TV show, uh, which is not normal yeah. for any kid to be involved in. And you do, I do wonder, is what is what he's saying? What, what he's saying is, is obviously outrageous and offensive. But but maybe that's it. Maybe it is outrageous so that people tune into his television show. I don't know if I necessarily believe it uh, or not. But he sounds like an idiot. Yeah.
14: He is, and when you said, um, Blurred Lines, I remember he's the crap rapper, isn't he? He's the third crap rapper on that song.
1: I don't, I don't know, yeah, I don't re- I can't really remember Blurred Lines, I don't remember no. what it was.
14: It's all got a bit blurry, yeah, you're just a little rap and that's about it, no. yeah, that's not a great song. Yeah, and amazing. you've laughed at my cat. Yeah, what? You've laughed at my pussy. Okay, go on. Because I've got a cat called I- Tiger. Oh no, why would you call it Tiger! Technically, I didn't. Oh. It was the kids. It's my son's cat. Well, this did. is this is the thing. Um, I've got two cats
1: called Lucky and Mucky, and people go, what do you call them now? I, I, I let my kids name them. They ain't naming these two, um, but I let my kid. And and I've grown to I've grown to love the names. And I'm sure Tiger's a great name for your cat. It fits.
14: He's alright. He's not a great hunter, but you know. But, mm, yeah, so look, what a strange evening Wren, what you were talking about.
1: Ren, thank you very much. We covered pretty much everything. I'm reminded, thank you, Ren, uh, I'm reminded that Mucky brought in a mouse today when I was streaming, and I saw her go past, I went uh, and I was streaming on Twitch, and I said, I'm just going to go and check, make sure it's dead, and she put it down, and it wasn't dead, and she's, here's the thing about mice, they will never go into the centre of a room. They always follow the, the wall. So this is the, the great thing about this is why you put traps, that's why you see rat traps against the wall, because mice and rats never run across a room, they always follow the wall around, okay? Um, and she was playing with this mouse, I was like, oh, for crying out loud, man, so I have to get a bit of cardboard and I have to get a bowl, and I try and get it in a corner and I try and put the bowl over the mouse and slide a bit of cardboard and then put it out the front where the cats don't go. And I was trying to get it, and I was trying to get it, I was trying to get it, and it ran, it jumped. It jumped. Never seen a mouse jump. And it jumped and it ran off. And I have no idea where it went. I have no idea where it went. And my cat sniffed around for a bit and then she just walked, she just slunk off. I went, oi! Get back here! And I went and got her and I picked her up and I'm just like, it's like I've got a dust devil. I'm shoving her against the wall going, smell, smell it, <laughs> smell it, smell it. Like I do um, with you and my farts, smell it. <laughs> smell it. And she sort of had a half-hearted little look around and then just went, looked at me and went, don't no, do me. And she walked off. And that was it. And so then I'm pulling furniture out. There's a mouse in my house. There's a wild mouse in my house.
3: What if it's pregnant?
1: This is what I thought. First of all, I thought, all right, maybe the cats will find it later. It, it, it's probably going to go in a cupboard where I've got, like, wood and stuff. I thought, okay, worst thing could happen in six months' time, I find a dead mouse. And then I thought, shit, what if he's pregnant? And, and I get a thousand. They have, like, can have a thousand babies a go. Mm. Oh, God. No, it's spiders. That's spiders. That's, spider. That's
3: spiders. They tend, your cats tend to go for the babies, though, don't they?
1: This was quite a big one. Oh, God. You know they brought in a rat the other day. I mean, it was a baby rat, but it was a rat. It was dead. There's a live mouse in my house. It's time hi, for those girls to pay their rent. Hi, Chihuahua. That's what they think they're doing. 0344. 499. 1,000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let's go to Stuart. Good evening, Stuart.
15: Hello again. You right. right?
1: I'm very well, Stuart. How are you?
15: Um, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I, I have to be honest. I haven't been listening to your show tonight. Nor have so, I. So I have no idea what you've been talking about.
1: Hyman's, uh, idiot dads, rappers <laughs> and mice.
15: Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'm an idiot, Dad, so that's okay. Um, I'm not a rapper. What was
1: the mic? Just anything. Just uh, I've got a mouse in my <laughs> house.
15: Oh, have you? Okay. Get, oh, you've got cats, haven't you? Like they, they brought it, it
1: oh. in, Stuart. They brought the bloody <laughs> thing in,
5: and then let it run <laughs> okay. off.
15: Okay. Well, they're they're, in, they're inefficient, but they love
1: you. So that's, that's okay. That's That's inefficient, but, but they love me. That's that's described so, my kids.
15: Um, you you had the um, the reversed talk app the reverse speech
1: app oh yeah I got that. we downloaded it yesterday to prove that insomniac yeah. backwards is i'm asleep or i'm asleep yeah. or something like that yes
15: which is true
1: yeah okay i, I downloaded
15: cool. it i had to have a go um if you get the if you open up the same app
1: got it open.
7: right yep
15: say and you say wh- wh- whatever, whatever word you say right yeah listen to it and then tr- and then record what you hear so you say the word oh, okay. backwards All and right, then
1: play it backwards and it is freaky. Alright, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. So give me give me a word, Catherine. Yeah. Give me S- a word. Sm- no, hang on, um, hang on Catherine's gonna oh, give me a word. Smelly. Oh, smelly. Oh, okay. Smelly. Okay, so now we're gonna now we're gonna play it, okay, forwards. So this is Smelly. Alright, now we're gonna go backwards. Yep. Ylems. Ylems. lems. Alright. Right. Ylems ye lems. Okay, here we go. Ye-lems. This is for... ye, ye Here we go. Smelly.
7: Oh. Yes!
1: <laughs> He's excused Sorry. bro! I, yeah. get really, I got really excited last night. But, but what... <laughs> but I can... I reckon... Mental. I reckon I can do a whole sentence backwards. My... But listen, my brother's...
15: I mentioned my brother last night, but his girlfriend, um... Can talk backwards without any hesitation. She can do sentences. She can do books, people's names.
1: Right. Everything. I'm going to try something. I'm going to try and record something backwards. Right. I've, I've, Go everyone's on. got to be quiet. We're going to do this. Right. So this, this is, if this works. Here we go. Let's see if this works. Here we go. This is... What do you reckon that is, Catherine? No idea. Okay, here we go. Here we go. This is it backwards.
7: Do you, get
3: it? you get it? <laughs> I
1: hate you so much right <laughs> yes, now. Son. Yes, man! Yes, man! How on earth did you know that off by heart? I've written down, I hate you so much right now, and I've just... I oh, used to speak... I, mean, he... I used to speak backwards. I used to... There used to be a, a guy on the adventure game, Doogie Rev, who would speak backwards, and it became a thing yes. at school. We'd all speak backwards.
15: Yes, with Grandad. What? The, the adventure game. Oh, with yeah, with Granda, Granda. It
1: was the um, plan. Hang on a minute. Uh, I'm going to try another one. Alright, I'll try another one. Here we go. Oh, no, hey, I, Shut up! Hey. Shut up! I'm trying to. Work, I, I, flim! Yeah! See? Thack!
3: Oh, I know it's gonna have something to do with me. Why? Thack.
1: Okay, here we go. Oh, Stuart, this is the most fun! This is the most fun! Yes, it's (laughs) amazing! There you go. Stuart, mate, thank you. Kath, have a go, have a go, have a go. No. This is the most fun. This is the most fun. Write down a sentence. And then you've got... to we'll have a quick break. Write it in the set. This is the most fun ever. Oh, this is great. I'm going to entertain my kids with this. Um, 344 499 This is Talk Radio.
0: The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative
1: with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We're <laughs> just having fun recording stuff backwards. So Kath's going to have a go. So you've got to say it backwards. Uh-huh. You've got to just tap that and then it will go red. And then and you
3: when you do it, do you start with the the last word first, right? Yeah. Just checking. Okay. There we go. Don't be horrible. What do I press?
1: You press the microphone and yes. just tap it and then it, and then let go and it will be recording. Here we okay. go. Okay. Here we go.
3: Kid latot asenia.
1: Okay. Well, it was something about me being a dick. Something about me being a dick. Got that much. Alright, so this is what you recorded. Kid
3: Dick
1: La tot a Ian is a total dick. Alright, that's what we got. Am, am I we?
3: right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> see Ian is Ian Ian Nae <laughs> Isn't it fun? Yeah. Um, let me see if I can do it. Let me see if I can do that. Hang on. And the app closed. Oh, you want me to close? Go away. Kid. Ya See. Nia. No. Nai. Nai. Ian. Ian. I. is I. Yeah. Oh, this is the most fun! This is the most fun. Uh, Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one. Here's the thing, Catherine. When you have fun, yeah. you can have too much fun. Can you? So sometimes you just got to, it's, you got to temper the fun. What? Here's Mo. Good evening, Mo. Hi. Can I try the black words word thing? Um, yeah, sure. Okay. Are you uh, are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Three, two, one, go. Nine, <laughs> the da basi okay If you're trying to say Ian, it's na But let's go. Here we go. Let's, let's have a listen. This is... This is it, uh, This is it backwards.
7: Ian... is
1: I didn't get what I'm supposed to be. OK, can I do it again, please? Are you
3: calling him a fat comedian?
1: No, let me try again. Okay, we don't, we don't, we don't fat shame here, guys. Okay,
13: three, two, one, go. dab
1: But why are you starting and ending it with Ian? Hello, caller. Okay, yeah, let's try again. <laughs> <I
3: didn't realize. laughs> why don't you just tell him what this app is and he can do it in the three, TV? two,
1: one, go. Okay, why, you, again, I'll ask you the same question. Why are you starting and ending it with the word Ian? No, nah, because the word starts with Ian. Okay, here we go. Let, let's here
7: we go. go.
1: You're, not, you're not good at it, mate. We can't work out what you're saying. Ian is a bad comedian. Uh, you should have got that. Let's, uh, well, first of all, I, I, I can only hear truths. Let's have a listen.
7: Ian, he's for me.
1: Ian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Come in, Ian. Okay, okay. I'll give I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I will give you five out of ten, more, which is the highest score you've ever had on this show. Well, yesterday I got an eight, I think. Not on this show. Yesterday on this show, you weren't on it. Well, when I asked you to put a song on, you said that was a wonderful contribution. It was a wonderful contribution by Chaz and Dave. Your contribution, <laughs> yeah, on the other hand, was Pony. I'm improving, haven't I? You are improving, haven't you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. As the Thank worse you. your English gets, the better your contributions are. Really? Has your voice broken? No, I like, really? Your voice sounds deeper. Really? Not then. Then it sounded higher. But, yes, your voice sounds deeper than it has done in the past. Well, thank you. Oh, it's just, okay, it's observations. What can we do for you, Moses? No, that's about it. That's what thank I you mean. very much indeed. There we go. We can end it there. Catherine, what you got? you got? What you got? I'm enjoying tonight, by the way. Sad story. Oh.
3: <clears throat> um, one you could take a lot of... Um, I just think it's it's something maybe you need to
1: hear. All right. Well, let's get some sad, let's get some sad, sad music. Um, Hang on a second. Let's get get some sad music. Here we go. Oh, no, hang on. That's not, that's not it. Here it comes. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, guys. What is going on with the, um, here we go. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Catherine Boyle with a very, Sad story.
3: A man has died, attempting to eat 50 eggs to settle a dispute with a friend. The pair were visiting the Bibi Ganj market area in Uttar Pradesh's Jaunpur district in India when they began arguing, police said. To settle the disagreement, they agreed on a 2,000 rupee bet, 22 pounds. They each could be the first to eat 50 eggs in one sitting. Okay a gentlemanly way to settle a dispute. It certainly is. Police say Subhash Yada had just been begun eating his 42nd egg when he collapsed and fell unconscious. 42-year-old was rushed to hospital but died just hours later.
1: One egg per year.
3: Doctors believed Mr. Yada died from overeating, according to the Indo-Asian News Service and the wouldn't Department of State in the Bleeding Obvious.
1: Wouldn't it like to like a meringue or an omelette or something inside his pipes? Fill it, fill it, up with omelet. Omelet pipes. You cut him open. It's an omelet. And it's pipes. I
3: mean, I've heard of being egg bound.
1: Yeah. With that. I've heard of being homeward bound. I'm okay, ma- let's let's do ba- let's do bound poker for a second. Let's just pause this music. We'll do bound poker. You say egg bound. Mm-hmm. Homeward bound. Spell bound. Bed bound.
3: Is uh, bed bound a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Pot bound. What does that mean? That's when a, um, a plant has been in a pot so long that its roots right, yeah. form the shape of the pot.
1: Um, okay. Um, um, oh. Oh, there's got to be loads more. Hang on a second, hang on a second. Bound. Can I have bounder? No. Okay, okay. Rebound. Northbound.
5: Southbound. Eastbound. Westbound. There we go.
3: Um Bedbound. I had bedbound. Oh we've had bedbound. Yep. Um Earthbound.
1: Space bound? <coughs> Why not? <laughs> I'm thinking of Space Jam, sorry, the movie. Um Um let's see if hang on a second let's see if I call a Ray can help. Ray, we're playing bound poker, have you got any? Uh, no, I haven't, but I've got a couple of backwards, um, attempts. Okay, well, let's do the backwards attempt. For those asking, this is called, this is an app that I got for free called Reverse Talk. All right, three, two, one, Mo, go. Enough for me. Okay, it sounded like he was saying enough already, but did, let's, let's find out. Here we go, let's play it backwards. Here you're a fanny! <laughs> you got one more for us, right? Here we go. Let's, two, let's try another one. Three, two, one, mo. Henwot igash. Henwot igash. Shaggy pony. There we go. Shaggy pony? Could be.
7: Shaggy pony. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, Raymond! Of all the years of your phone calls and of <laughs> keeping track of all the music that we play and all the, your contributions, this is your finest moment. Super. Shaggy Pony. Shaggy phone You can even hear an accent, Ray. Thank you, mate. He's been phoning for years. That, i will play it one more time, that's the best thing he's ever done. <laughs>
7: <laughs> bound. Um.
1: Toilet bound. Egg bound. We had egg bound.
3: Oh, did we? I so we started. started it.
1: Um, oh, I've got one.
3: Wait a minute. Well, you wait. Well, toilet
1: bound doesn't count. No. Unbound. Oh. I think you might have one. Okay, let me try another one of these. Snap him... dish, Yeah. ...ay... ...she... ...me... ...hands. What? such a child. She. <laughs> me. Aunt. They can't do me for it because I didn't say a swear word. They can't do me for it. <laughs> Ofcom. Ofcom. Come on, Ofcom. Have a go. I didn't say a swear word. You can't do me for it, Ofcom. In your face.
3: Please don't poke off. No. Please.
1: Um, oh, so, oh, oh, um, yeah, sorry, go on.
3: Doctors believe Mr. Diada died from overeating. 42 eggs at once. Probably not boiled eggs, are they, if you got them off the market? Raw. Ugh. According to Indo-Asian news service. However, his family has refused to comment on his death. In August this year, Dana Hutchins died after choking and hitting his face on a table as he fell to the ground during a taco-eating contest in California. Oh. Medical staff attempted to clear airway of food. To clear airway of food? <laughs> what? His? I mean, are they are going to specify? This is another online... So this
1: music, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. This, this, story, this story is about two men dying, and I'm playing, like, comedy music in the background. This is awful. They it had is. families, kids, mothers,
3: wives. They did, but they did choose to do a very silly thing. Eating 40... Eating... Trying to eat 50 eggs as part of a dare? That's not stupid. I'd do it. He's a 42-year-old man. Yes, it is stupid.
1: Well, we, we need to know what condition these eggs were in. I suspect it was the Indian market eggs. I would eat 50 eggs right now. Right now. Get get Morris in here. Don't eat 50 get eggs. Get Daryl Morris in here, and me and him will eat eggs until you decide which one of us you're going to kiss.
3: Maybe, oh, God. after eggs, none of you. Um, <coughs> God, imagine the
1: stench. It's <laughs> a sort of thing a 13-year-old boy would say. We're going to eat eggs until you decide which one you're going to kiss, all right? <laughs> we won't stop until you kiss one of us. Oh, God.
3: <laughs> 50 eggs, though. To settle an argument. I think maybe the moral of this story is don't eat eggs angry.
1: Yeah, I think I think the moral of the story is don't be an Indian man in a market. No, eggs. Um,
3: yeah. Um, Bre- Bethan Gaskin, 24, also choked to death in February while trying to see how many Jaffa cakes she could fit inside her mouth.
1: How many could she fit in there before she died? Didn't say. I'm try, hang on, hang on. It's
3: almost like that part wasn't important.
1: I'm going to try it. Can I just try one more thing? Also,
3: cause... student Caitlin Nelson, 22, collapsed just minutes into a pancake eating contest during a charity fundraiser. She died in hospital.
1: Let me try something. Hang on. Skin not delete. No. Let me do that again. Skin not delete. Got it. Skinodly. Oh, you know what I'm saying?
3: No. It's going to be something awful.
1: No, it's not. It's going to lead you on to your next story. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, that's
3: right, guys. It's time
1: for... <laughs>
3: From the Daily Star, which was once obsessed minutes, so with on. sex bots and now is obsessed with in, in, trying to make us all think that teledildonics is a word.
1: It's obsessed with <laughs> teledildonics.
3: <A> virtual mate.
1: <laughs> this is our job. Everyone else is getting paid to talk <laughs> about Boris Johnson and all the others rather than wait
3: Hours spent watching porn may seem like time wasted, but thanks to a new innovation from VR Girlfriend It is not
1: time wasted!
3: ...at Makers Virtual Mate, you can add the calories you burn relaxing... Yeah, we go. ...to your daily workout total. Virtual Mate has added compatibility with the popular Fitbit exercise tracker... <laughs> <laughs> ...to their male-orientated sex toy, The Core... Virtual mates users are very concerned with their fitness and this will enable them to track their progress in fitness, says the company's Jeff Dillon. He estimates the average number of calories burned while actively watching. Porn <laughs> is around 70 to 100. He says by integrating Fitbit into the Virtual Mate system, users
1: about 5,000 calories a day.
3: Users can record their duration and movement while working towards achieving a hard-earned personal best, well done. as well as completing long-term goals. The Virtual Mate device combines a teledildonic-style male sex toy with a VR on-screen experience that enables users to virtually interact with the on-screen model. Virtual Mate has already announced that they have licensed the. The likenesses of several popular porn stars which they'll digitally recreate on screen. Jeff says users will be able to enjoy the company of a digitally recreated Jenna Jameson or Tara Patrick virtual mate from their superstar golden eras. Users will be amazed at how lifelike these characters are. Uh, aspiring porn performers can also submit themselves as potential virtual mates if they're oh, keen on being transformed. Aspiring porn performers. Exactly. Hey, do, do some porn work for free! Exactly, exposure, literally. The performer's lifelike expressions and motions are generated using real time rendering and Hollywood style motion capture technology and then programmed into a virtual world with a variety of different modes of intimacy levels. Basically, it it tracks your risk going wrist up and down.
1: Uh, Nice one points out that there is actually a moral from that story about that gentleman eating the eggs in India. You can't eat more eggs than your age. That makes that makes sense. So I could do 46.
5: Hello, Daryl. Hello there. You're right, I say yeah. I heard yeah. maybe like a tenth of that, and it was. I just sort of I, my brain was piecing together all the really weird bits, yeah. all the really weird. we are probably words. just
3: about right then.
1: Yeah, yeah. How are we? We're gonna have an egg-eating competition. I heard the bell until app. Catherine decides which one of us she wants to kiss. Okay.
3: I don't want to kiss either. There, decision you will made. One, <laughs> you, will,
1: you will. do once we've eaten a lot of eggs, because hey. you'll, well, you'll think we're cool and sexy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's a
1: sexy man thing to do. Oh God, can you imagine? <laughs> uh, we're out at 50. Bang on, Daryl. What have you got on your
5: show this evening? Oh, excuse the cough. Um, on the show this morning, we're going to be talking about boomers. Are you a boomer?
1: I don't think you're a
3: boomer. No, no I'm not a really. boomer. It's like, like an old
1: man. It's like 60 plus, yeah.
5: isn't
3: it? It's people post war, isn't Ask
5: it? Asking me, me if I'm a boomer. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> shut son. No, you have an idea. Shut your face, son. You know, like give you a slap. Special creams into and and you your business. Give you slaps. Like um, general slaps. Uh, we're going to talk about that because the practice "Okay Boomer" has become a bit of a retort online yeah. for uh, for snowflake millennials like me yeah. um, to to sort of get our own back yeah. against yeah. the gamins. Like,
3: sure you did, Granddad. It's basically that, isn't it?
5: Literally that. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which i like, okay. yeah, I had
1: your mum. <laughs> Sorry, Cap. I should have told you that off air. That was inappropriate <laughs> to say it right in the dying minutes of the Charlotte. Daddy. <laughs> uh, so we're also going to talk about that and
5: uh, and the jousting champ, the uh, the jousting ashes as well I before uh, before tea
1: i love a bit of jousting that's all coming up next we thank you amy we're back tonight at 10 do keep listening though this is talk radio this is talk radio, talk radio.